Thank you. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> it's worth it, though. I can't disagree with that. So, last time on Pathfinder, you guys were still exploring the sub-levels here beneath the Senate that you had been teleported to by your Senate aid badges that Martellan gave you after Stavian, you know, decided he was a little jealous of the Red Wedding. I wanted to try and one-up that real quick by just murdering everybody. And the sub-levels have not been touched in centuries, and you've explored a small museum, some wax displays, a garden with a temple to Erodin that... Eridan. I don't know why my brain says Erodin. I need to, I really need to reprogram that because Eridan is how it's said. Eridan is the name. A temple to Eridan that may actually have been built when Eridan was still alive <laughs> with how old these places are. You've come across quite a few threats. Uh, the wall caffeines, the wall zombies, an animated griffin that its magic had just gone rogue and caused it to attack you. As well as a few less dangerous threats like Vicar, a Monticello gremlin you met who I, w I was gonna say tried to swindle you guys but he successfully swindled Nell you just took it back once you realized that it was just a shitty gremlin and most recently right here everyone's apparent favorite buddy Mimips the friendly neighborhood alchemical kobold who you just got done dealing with and exchanging a bunch of potions with let's photoshop this to put the wig on him and make him slightly redder <laughs> make him slightly redder <laughs> but like just a blonde talden wig on his head and a slightly redder kobold yep because that's what he actually looks like now all right so now that you have finished your business with Mimips and he is busy trying to pack away the huge pile of assorted vials and thunderstones and tanglefoot bags that he has left back into his, like, three satchels, <laughs> I think it was. What do you guys want to do? How are we proceeding? Uh, Joe, was there... I know at the end of last session you wanted to ask him something about the ghost that he just briefly told you about. I don't remember if you asked him before we left, though, or if that was still something you wanted to do. I remember that I had a question, and I know I was supposed to write it down, but I don't know if I wrote it down yeah. anywhere. You were supposed to put it in the chat so you wouldn't forget it you, for the next week. You didn't put in the chat. You put, ask new Hoshpog about if he understood Ghost. Why did I put that? <laughs> anyway... Um... <laughs> That's the only reminder that I have in the chat. <laughs> That's all you wrote. So what do you guys want to do then? Well, we're going to ask new Hoshbog if he understood Ghost. <laughs> so he had, uh, near the end of your exchange, you'd ask him if he knew anything about the Undercrafts there, and he told you there was a ghost uh, to the north. And you want to ask him again, speaking Draconic, if he understands the ghost. And as he's just hurriedly packed all the stuff away, he kind of furtively looks at you and looks back to the bag and just shakes his head, no. There were no words. Just circles. Ah, the circles. You've seen the circles. We have seen many of the circles. 
These circles are different. The ghost circles are very angry. And he uh, looks down at his, uh, his hands for a second, stops for a moment before he starts repacking. And even with that potion, these don't make me feel weak. I see. I had more healing potions, but I had to drink two of them. The ghost stings. Ghosts tend to be very angry. They are not friendly. But without going to the whippy elves, I don't know of another way out of here. I don't know how the rat gets through. The rat? The rat. It lives on the other side of the door. The ghost wasn't always here. I don't know if the rat conjured it. I don't know if the rat, he stops and thinks, conjured it on purpose. He's strange. Is he doesn't like visitors. Is the rat the one who draws the circles? Yes. He is very interested with the circles, but not the ghost circles. Do you? He stops. Do you think he's the ghost? Probably not. Well, the rat draws circles. The ghost draws circles. They look like the same circles, but the ghost circles are bloodier. Have you seen the rat since the ghost showed up? No, no. I haven't gotten through that door. Haven't found a way to get back into the chamber with the rat. I saw him before, out here, drawing the circles in the hallways. He, and he thinks for a second, and kind of like taps his forehead. He had a name. So bad with names. Froggio. Doggio. Doggio! You know the rat! We have heard of the rat. We would recognize them saying the name, right? Because uh, no. it wouldn't Draconic translate. Draconic is such a ridiculous language that it's... Phonetically, it doesn't even sound like conversation. Like, it literally sounds like parcel tongue. Okay. It's, it's basically just like hissing and occasional... <laughs> little, yeah, yeah, basically. It, it doesn't even... It's not comparable enough to any language you know for you to even recognize names coming out of it. Have you met the rats? We have not met rats. Well, if you want to meet the rat, she's not a very friendly rat, but you'll have to get past the ghost. By this point, he's finished packing up all of his things and starts to. He sunk one satchel over his hip, slung one backpack over one shoulder, and is picking the other backpack up over the other shoulder. And is hunched almost entirely over in half at the waist before he realizes he's still behind the counter and starts taking everything back off to climb over the counter and load <laughs> it up from the other side. Uh, one moment. He kind of oh. stops oh. halfway over the counter and looks at you. Oh, reach into my bag and pull out the angry bee bar. <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> He looks at it, he takes it, he smells it, and he smells it again, 
And he just just barely opens his mouth and just sticks his tongue out and just touches it. Just yeah. Hmm. I don't know what this is. It's for you though. Please take it. It smells strange. I like it. He will keep it. And he uh, opens one of his bags back up and puts it in the bag. It gets about halfway in, and it gets stuck, and he just starts hitting it, <laughs> like trying to jam it into the bag with the assorted glass bottles. It does not strike you as the smartest kobold you've ever met. Well, you might actually be the smartest kobold you've ever met. They're not typically very intelligent. Yeah, I mean, seems fine Smart to me. enough to run a shop. So I have to understand trade, at least. So as he finishes packing up, he uh, puts his bag back on his hip, puts one bag back over one shoulder, one bag back over the other shoulder, and uh, kind of looks over the group and then tries to uh, kind of just slide past between Baylor and Nell. And uh, he makes his way back over to this door and turns around and says, Hey, we'll bring more goods. If you need more, I will be here. But sometimes. I'm here sometimes. There are many nice things here. Well, perhaps we'll see you again. And he nods, opens up the door, and uh, heads through and out around the corner back into the darkness. You uh, still hear him rooting around and fiddling with his bags in the distance. He doesn't bother closing the door behind him. Did he have anything interesting to say? This ghost he spoke of ahead might be this doggio we've heard about. Hmm. Hey, speaks up. Oh, this doggio seems to be well known for a centuries abandoned undertomb. How long do you think he's been here? Well, the story seems to be that he's died and is now haunting the place, so who knows? Of course, because nothing is ever simple, is it? Unfortunately, uh, no. I'm never going to get out of here. What are we going to do about a ghost? You can't stab a ghost. Only one of you's magic. Oh, well, he kind of points over towards Anori. I guess two of you, but I don't know. Well, this is supposedly magic as well, and I'll hold up the axe. So, I think we stand a fair chance of at least dealing with it. Amisa kind of shrugs. Well, that's why I'm following you, I suppose. Just kind of raises his lantern up. Lead on? I think perhaps we might do a bit of backtracking first. Why? This is a reception desk. Surely this must be near the entrance. It may be near the entrance, but we have a job to do. We have to make sure to get all of the people back in the safe room out alive. So we need to make sure that the path between there and here is clear. Well, between there and here is clear. We just walked it. But we didn't Besides, there's nowhere to lead them if we can't find the exit. We can't save anyone if we can't save ourselves. I don't know how well we deal with a ghost at the current moment. There may be other artifacts here that could help us. I mean, it's just... <sighs> I guess. 
I mean, you're welcome to stay here with Mimips. I do still hear the clattering and rattling of bags and bottles. It sounds like <laughs> Mimips is trying to fit himself through a hole that is too small for even his body. <laughs> Maybe it's fine for his body, just not with all his stuff. Yeah, not with the three satchels full of alchemical equipment. Yes, this is like, no. no. With my luck, the second you lot leave, those wall creatures will come back. I exactly must admit I'm surprised we haven't run into more of them. As am I. Do you but think for now. Waiting. I mean, you said you slew a pair of them. I mean, the rest of them know. Well, they can't fight you and are just waiting for an opportunity. He just kind of looks around, turns around, and raises the lantern up towards the wall behind him. How intelligent do you think they are? What even are they? Well, if they're intelligent enough to set a trap for us, I'd say we're probably in trouble. Well, up the back on. Of course we're in trouble. That's why we need to find the exit. If we get everyone out, fantastic. Happy day. But most important, first of all, we have to get ourselves out. Besides, if this is underneath the summit, the Senate, we get back to the surface, there'll be guards. We can bring the guards back down. Mm. I don't think that's a good idea right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not willing to trust anyone except for a few specific people at the moment. And most of those people are right here. She just kind of shrugs. I'm not the adventurer. There was practically a civil war breaking out last we saw. It would be difficult to know who to trust. He kind of looks like he's thinking for a second. Puts his hand to his chin. Right. The murders. You know, with everything we've been through here, I almost forgot about that. It is a lot to take in. But for now, let's... It's been quite a day, to be sure. Absolutely. For now, let's come back over here. Make sure that we check our backs before we proceed forward. And he uh, nods and walks up behind you, bringing the light. I guess just so, as a group, we should move down and over to this area in the bottom I'll just, right. I'll just, like, cluster drag you guys. Um, where do you want to go? Just straight to the right. Okay. So let me uh, group this up here. So as you walk down here, Inori, the floating force shield in front of you uh, starts to shrink and flicker and winks out of existence. So you lose your shield spell. Okay, I was I was like, what the hell? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's only 10 minutes per level. Right. I figure it's probably been 20 minutes since you cast that back, because uh, that was the room where you got the axe and the crossbow. Yeah, so, I don't. I didn't even have the mark token anymore anyway. I took it off. I took oh. it off before you started. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I, I still had it. I've been calculating it this whole time, but it's probably been 20 minutes and that's probably gone with two trips to the cleric and whatnot. So here you are heading down the eastern section of the long interconnecting hallway that runs past the northern end of the museum. Like on the west, the hallway appears to take a turn at a certain point, bending down towards the south. So we'll just... Proceed forward with caution. Does it still sound like there's angry down here? 
It does not. You hear no sound coming from the taxidermy room. I'll leave it alone either way. Yeah, I'm, I don't think we should mess with that room anymore. So Mistos kind of peers around the corner with the light, revealing that this leads to a very similar doorway as to what you'd have found on the western end of the hall. Yet more basements and yet more chambers. You all ready to see what's on the other side? As I'll ever be. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go on ahead and open it. So now opens the door into uh, another chamber. This one about the size of the first museum where you fought the armors initially. This one is lined with rows of thick wooden bookshelves as far as the lamplight extends into the room, jutting out from the eastern and western walls. The shelves you can see are crammed with bundles of paper, empty ancient scroll tubes, and thick leather-bound tomes. Uh, the shelves are nearly overflowing. Layers of dust coat most of this chamber, but some areas, a walkway directly down the middle and forking down each side, are suspiciously clean. Uh, each of the corners has a small clustering of work tables tucked into it, and one of them up here in the northwestern corner is cluttered with papers and smeared with ink. And as you enter and Amistos comes to the light, you can see another pair of doors leading out of the southern end of the room. Uh, just real quick, taking a quick glance over things. Uh, I'd like to roll perception to see if anything looks recently disturbed. Go for it. And that is a 23. So... Looking around with a 23, <coughs> you notice two things. There's not a much there's not much that stands out about the room. It seems like a fairly standard library. None of the tomes seem to be horribly useful. Uh, and nearly nothing you see seems to be well kept or magical in nature. Other than that one cluttered table. And on that surface are a pile of books that are all related to mathematics and geometry in several various languages. In the eastern wall here, you see a small series of cracks along the molding at the floor of the chamber. Large enough, and uh, with your 23, you'd see covered with enough small biting claw marks to allow some small creatures, uh, nothing larger than a rat, access to these sublevels. You do see one scroll case on a shelf here. Did the thing even go through? On a shelf right here that appears to be not only intact, but in surprisingly good shape. It may be magical. It's the only thing that stands out to you. All right. Uh, I'll start with the scroll case. I'll just come over here, grab it, hold it up, uh, and ask our two magical fellows, uh, does this interest either of you? I'm sorry. I picked the wrong one. Uh, well, oh, magic yeah. on it. 
You can, yeah, delete, trying to... you can select them yourself and delete them. How? You just got you got like click and drag over it. Oh, I see. Okay, that's okay. I got rid of it. You good? And I'll also point out the cracks after handing this over. So who'd you hand it to? Anori. Anori oh. said she was casting Detect Magic. So you detect magic on the case, and you detect a very minor aura of abjuration on the case itself, as well as Quick Bowl, because I don't know this is the GM, are scrolls themselves magical? I think they are. I think they'd show up on Detect Magic. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, putting with Magic Inc., wouldn't that make... Yeah, that's true. You're right. Uh, you detect a, a number four other small assorted minor signatures from inside. Being in scroll case, probably scrolls. So there's four, we're thinking there's probably four scrolls in this case. How big are scroll cases? Uh, it's about as long as uh, your average sheet of notebook paper and about a fist's worth around. Like you can hold it in your hand. You could probably hold a couple of them in your hand. But not more than two or three fairly easily. It can okay. vary, though. This one's about... That's about how big this one is. And the case seems magical. Uh, yes. Any chance you have read magic prepared? I do not. Neither do I. I'm gonna let them do their magic thing. And while they're back and forth about that you said the cracks were over here right yes i'm just no, gonna one, one row up than that but yeah but i mean they do okay. there's a section probably about 15 feet of the wall where it's somewhat damaged at the bottom but the larger cracks where like small vermin could get through are about there it looks like it has been clawed or chewed open from the other side again probably by rats we'll try to figure out what's up with the actual case and roll a hard one. <laughs> and as always, still, still gives you a 10, but that's not going to let you know what's up with that case. You are just super bad at identifying magical items. That's not Baylor's forte, but he's really determined to prove he can do it. Hey, I've been great at everything else, so... Everyone's got their weak points. Yeah, gonna have, so, gonna have a downside. Mine's confusion. And then I'm the opposite. <laughs> and uh, you had to ignore who gets a 27 on her spell cap check. And it appears to just be a very minor magical treatment that keeps the scroll case intact. It's just slightly sturdier than your average scroll case would be. It's just magically treated brass. Somebody actually plused one a scroll case. Not not literally, but... <laughs> yeah, basically. It, it's it, better it than a bomb being in it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have any, like mechanical effect other than it would have more hardness than a regular scroll case would if for some reason you were trying to destroy it. But it's just slightly sturdier. And it's not going to explode if we open it. It is also not going to explode <laughs> if you open it. That is that is certainly a good miss. Well, there's four four souls, right? Yeah, but neither of you have read magic, so I mean... I'll, I'll give him two randomly and I'll hold on to two randomly until we can. Yeah, well, as you open the scroll case, one of the scrolls Oh, shit. Shoots out of the case at you. Uh, a small animated creature that looks 
just like a very angry skull, lashes out at you immediately. Roll me some initiative. It's like those cans with the spring snakes, and you open it, and they just pop out. <laughs> it just launches a scroll monster at you. We thought it was the case that was trapped, but it was the scrolls themselves. It's always something, right? I mean, at least you couldn't have known. You Even really with couldn't have, probably. Uh, the Guardian Scroll launches itself at Anori, and it's very tiny. It's scroll size, so it actually is physically sharing its square with you as it lunges to attack. It is not in a separate space. And your... I was going to make sure I got this right. Your AC is 15, right? Yes. This thing twists itself towards your head as it launches out and brings half the skull around almost in like a, like as if it was a blade and slices past you, dealing six damage. This also opens some fairly surprisingly large wounds on your person for how small the actual scroll itself is, which start to bleed fairly vigorously. Better yet, As the scroll latches on, it tries to wrap entirely around your head. Uh, which it does successfully, and you are now grappled. What the fuck? So this scroll shot out of the case and just immediately slashed out and wrapped itself completely around the Nori's head. And uh, you can see, again, a pretty decent amount of blood soaking out around this. It doesn't seem to be soaking into the actual paper of the creature at all. Uh, Inori. You cannot breathe. Uh, okay. Or see, or speak. You are blinded and grappled by the scroll being wrapped around your head. You also take two more damage from the bleeding. Wow, things AIDS. So you can't take a potion right now because you can't get a potion to your mouth while this thing is wrapped around your head. Uh, you can attempt to pull it off just like you would normally escape a grapple. You can make an escape artist or a CMB check if you want to. How about just to cut it off with the sword? Uh, you can try to attack it, but it is as it is an animated sheet of paper that is wrapped around your head, that is going to be functionally impossible to do without also cutting yourself. You will hurt the scroll, but you will most certainly also damage yourself. And to get out of it, it's I would have to do like a grapple check, essentially, right? Yes. L like if I didn't use the sword. Yeah, it would be either escape artist or a CMB check to try to outgrapple it, basically. It is very tiny. It's only the size of a scroll, but it is surprisingly strong. Oh, do I, I even... to roll an issue for Amistos. Let me just see real quick NPCs, because I always forget about Amistos. I'm so bad at remembering NPCs. I mean, he's not really that big of a deal. He didn't beat you, but he did beat the scroll. CMB, huh? 
Yes, it'll be just D20 plus your CMB. I feel like that's my only option, so yeah, I'm just gonna try to pull it off. So, uh, Inori just reaches up with her free hand and desperately, uh, okay, so I'm gonna tell you right now, making a grapple check, if you don't have both hands free, you take a minus four. So do you drop your sword or do you take the minus four? Uh, this is a rule I almost always forget. It's one, I have like a small list of rules I have literally on my notepad that I'm trying to force myself to remember and grappling, all grappling takes a minus four if you don't have two free hands. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm gonna drop the sword. So she just drops her sword immediately, both hands fly up to her face, and she tries to wrench this thing off of her. Woo! Oof. That's a 20! And it, uh, again, you're in a lot of pain, and you're just covered in blood. You blink a couple times, and can still barely see, but you rip this thing off your face and fling it on the ground in front of you. It immediately coils back up, ready to strike again. You still have your move action if you want to. It actually will not provoke. If you're not in the same square as the thing, you don't provoke them. It's too tiny to reach into another square. Okay, well, I'm gonna leave the damn room. <laughs> Understandable. Alright, let me real quick... Get a marker for this real fast. Yeah, That's for where I going. left the black blade. Yeah, this is your, uh... Your black blade is here. And already swords in the gun of that square. Alright. Emistos is just... Just kind of watches you push by him and doesn't move out of the way or anything and turns back forward. Are you serious?! The damn books are trying to kill us! It just... Steps back out of the doorway. <laughs> And uh, pulls out his rapier and just kind of holds it in his other hand with the lamp looking completely astounded. The scroll is going to launch itself at Baylor. Damn it. But you are much less surprised than Inori was when it shot out of the scroll tube that was in her hand. You are now dealing with an active threat and are not flat-footed. And as it lashes uh, towards you, you just barely step back out of the way, and you feel that the bottom half of it again scrape across your mage armor as it swings at you, just sliding across your skin before it lands back on the floor. But it does jump into your square. Bella. Gonna... Five foot step, back away. Dodge out of the way, go back behind it. And you trade places with this goal. As it lunges, you duck past and under it and end up trading spaces with it. You can, uh, it's knowledge engineering if you want to try to understand what it is. Sure. Sixteen. Uh, you're vaguely familiar with this. You've heard of these existing, uh, but you don't know anything about about how it functions beyond what you've seen it doing. Uh, this is a guardian scroll. It is a fairly rare type of construct that does exactly this. It's either to defend a scroll tube or sometimes have been used as attempted assassinations if you send them to somebody. It's just a really angry animated scroll construct. 
You do know a, that it is immune to anything a construct will be immune to. It's a piece of paper that is very mad. It's a really mad piece of paper. Well, I'm gonna shoot a spear at it. Alright, go ahead and fire that spear. Ah. Oh. Uh. With a 12, you shoot the spear down at the thing, but it's very small. And as you just scramble to get out of the way, the spear splinters across the tile near it, doing no damage. Dara. Hit me. Um, I'm going to five foot and then shoot at it. Dara steps in the room, raises Dignity's barb, and takes a shot at the small scroll. Hey. Pretty good. And with a 28, crossbows are times three, or crossbows times three or 1920? They're times two with, uh, I'll look at I'm it. I'm pretty sure they're 1920. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure on my thing it's I'm just I'm pretty sure uh, it's 1920. I'm almost positive it's 1920. Yeah, most piercing shit, isn't it? Yeah, because bows are, it's bows are times three and crossbows are 1920. So that's a, that's a crit threaten. Oh, all right. Let's go. Then uh, another one of these. Attack him to the and, wall. And not a hard 19 to a hard 18. As this thing twists away uh, from Baylor and readies itself to strike again, you shoot a bolt directly into the center mass of the paper. Crit damage. All right. Uh, just one of these and it'll be double. Uh, oh, do yeah. Roll, you do roll the D. You, roll, you just roll it again. You literally just rolled twice. Oh, okay. be one. Does that include point blank shot? Yeah, this is the point blank shot. Okay, so there will be one last because does point blank shot multiply? It does actually, doesn't it? It there's does. Not damage. Yep. So you hit it for twelve. Uh, as your bolt strikes it, <sighs> it is a sheet of paper. It punches maybe only an inch through the thing before stopping, hung in the center of the scroll. Uh, whatever animates this thing, it is not a mere construct of actual paper, and you feel like you did less damage than you possibly could have to it. No. <clears throat> I'm currently between bookshelves. I, I don't really know what's happening behind me. So I'm going to come over here. I mean, you definitely here. would hear this, but you can't see what's happening. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. So I'm going to come over here, look at this, ask Baylor, what the fuck is this thing? And I'm going to hit it with my axe. So confused, but ready for action. You pull out your axe and take a swing at the scroll. That is a 12. Uh, with a 12, you kind of scrabble around the side of the bookshelf and slam your axe down and the thing just twists out of the way, barely avoiding your axe. And Nori, you take two more damage from the bleeding on your face. Uh, you know, as a bounty hunter, that any source of magical healing, even a simple potion, will stop you from bleeding. And now that there is not a scroll on your face, you can do that. <laughs> well, that's that was my next question. Uh, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drink my potion. Alright, so you pull out your uh, potion to cure light wounds that you got from Mimips, and you toss it back. Now, Mimips, Mimips wares are a bit interesting. He is a strange creature, after all, and he's not exactly fanta uh, fantastic at what he does. It has a very odd... Are you shitting me right now? It has a very odd taste to it. 
And uh, as you throw it back, rather than the regular, like, I mean, basically, I imagine a cure light wind splash pretty much tastes like medicine. It tastes almost sickly sweet. But it does still heal you normally. Okay. Uh, that's where I, that's the part I was worried about. <laughs> no, you're good. Just don't get you one, the eight plus one. All right. like, it can be weird all at once, as long as it works. <laughs> he just put a little too much sugar in, in the Kool-Aid. Uh, eight health back. Good. And uh, it brings your skin together enough that you no longer have blood gushing out from the wound going across the side of your face down to your neck. It's not healed entirely, but it's close enough that it's no longer threatening you. And you five-foot step over to keep a view of the scroll. Amistos is going to take a step back because he's here to hold the lamp and he wants nothing to do with this. The scroll was unsuccessful at throwing itself at Baylor and is now going to try to jump on Nell. It's just kind of lashing out seemingly at random. But of all the targets it can pick, that's not a fantastic one. This tiny piece of paper is not even really large enough to wrap all the way around Nell's shield. <laughs> As you just raise it, the thing jumps, thuds solidly into your shield, and you just shove it back down to the ground. In your square. Baylor. Oh, five foot step over. And oh, uh, as an immediate action, I can five foot step as long as I'm adjacent to Baylor to get it out of my square. There's no actual penalty for being in your square if it's not like attached to you. It's sharing your square, but he doesn't have like a chance to hit you or anything. It doesn't affect uh, attacks against it at all. It's just so small it has to be in your square to attack you. But you can still do that. Okay. I mean, no harm in doing it, so... Yeah, so you step away from it around next to Baylor, just trying to keep some amount of distance from the crazed parchment repeatedly just launching itself at whoever's the nearest. I'm gonna pathetically stab at it with my dagger. Well, it's paper, so we're gonna take a knife to it. Uh, but you're not great at that. And I am not. Unfortunately, it doesn't work out too well for you. You just kind of pull out your dagger and swing towards it, trying to keep the thing back. Uh, Dara. Alrighty, another shot coming in. Alright. With a 14, you shoot, and your, arrow, your bolt actually glances off the thing itself. Whatever it is, whatever it's actually constructed out of, it's fairly supernaturally hard. And it's actually surprisingly difficult to get damage to stick to. Now. I don't like this thing. It's really creepy. I'm gonna hit it again. It's creepy and surprisingly resilient. Magic usually is. Now you are somewhat confused here. A hard one. You're having a really hard time using a fairly large hand axe to slap it a wildly flying little piece of parchment, and you just can't land a hit on it at all. And you're just bringing your hand axe down into the tiles around it uh, with enough force to chip and shatter some of them. But it doesn't matter when you're not actually hitting the skull creature. Inori. I would like to cast Ray of Frost at it. All right. So you with the... Quick word in motion, raise your hand, and a beam of ice shoots out towards the scroll. Mm. You should be able to just click, yeah, click the thing and it should roll. It'll do the double dice for roll for you automatically. 
so with a 12, it's not any, even though all you have to do is just hit the thing with the Beam of Frost, it's not any easier to hit with a spell such as that as it is with Nell's Axe. And the thing once again just twists and flips out of the way. It's an incredibly small target. You are literally shooting at a piece of paper that is springing around the room. <laughs> and the Ray of Ice hits the, tile, uh, hits the tiles next to the creature where Nell just struck. Amistos uh, is just holding. He just calls out, is this? Should we leave? Can it follow us? <laughs> And the scroll's gonna fling itself at Baylor. You guys can't hear the rain, can you? No, you're good. Okay. As it launches itself at Baylor uh, with extreme vigor, it launches entirely past him, ending up in the square behind him, uh, just flying by Baylor's head as he ducks out of the way. Baylor. I will try another stab. Uh, the 16, you do actually hit it. Does it matter, though? Does it even matter? What dagger are you using? Just a regular dagger. Yeah, you, you reach down as this thing jumps by and you connect with a dagger. And your dagger just skitters across the surface of the parchment completely harmlessly, doing no damage. And then I'm all five foot step away and be like, Nell, that alchemist fire we bought. Dara. Uh, another shot, hopefully. I'm going to kneel down and they get have, ready for this. cover this time. So as they see us four higher, because you shoot through your friends. Uh, dummies. Oh, well. Yeah, for side shots, so you have no chance of hitting them, which is its AC is four higher. Doesn't matter when you get a 23, though. That'll hit it. No damage. God. You take aim carefully and just... And put a bolt directly between Nell and Baylor, which glances entirely off the scroll, dealing no damage at all. <sighs> Nell. Uh, I'm just going to five-foot step back, pull out a bottle of Alchemist Fire, and just kind of lop it over there. Right, so you pull out one of the flasks you got from Mimips and hurl it towards this fire, hoping that if you can't hit it with an axe, hopefully you can hit it with an explosive. What is my range? It is plus two. Uh, I don't have a range macro. I'm just going to use the one that's on the that's sheet. That's fine. That's an 11. Uh, with an 11, you don't hit it, but you land the alchemist fire in the square with it. Uh, where it explodes in a surge of burning liquid. Uh, the scroll, for a moment, ceases attacking. Then, like, twists and rides in the air as it instantly catches fire. Even just from the small splash from the bomb landing nearby. Flames and sparks race down the dust piled up on the nearby bookshelf. Actually. What's up? I think we gave all of those to other people because on my sheet I, I i took all those off i just Ooh. checked real quick who has the alchemist fire because baylor thought you had it 
I don't want a retcon. You threw that one. That okay. was, if you don't want to make sure that was the only one you had. Whoever has them, okay. take one of them off. The scroll immediately catches fire, and flames and cinders race down the rows of dust on the bookshelves. The incredibly flammable particles that have rested here over centuries catching a light immediately. The scroll does not seem to deal well with fire. Inori. Um, new to the little spellcasting thing. What is, like, my mod for if I'm doing a ranged? Because the last time it just rolled a raw d20. Uh, for, like, what? For, like, throwing a fire or whatever? Like, Ray of Frost. Like, would I roll my normal attack, only it's a ranged attack now? Is that how it works? Or, like, concentration-based? It is just a ranged attack. I, I don't know. I know you get... What is it? Int? You get something to your attacks as a Magus, or do you not? You literally just get strength, actually. You don't get anything special. Uh, so so it's, you, you just... it's right, then. It's, yeah, it's base just your attack regular... bonus and your dexterity for ranged. Yep. It's the regular ranged macro. If you click on the button that says ranged on your character sheet, that'll make you just a generic ranged attack throw for, like, throwing Alchemist Fire or whatever. So, who does have the Alchemist Fire? Nobody write down? I have no idea. I, I took it took off my of sheet because somebody said they were taking it. Otherwise, it would still be in the, in the stuff I'm carrying. I can I literally can't carry anything else. My dudes at uh... they don't have weight. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's why I literally okay. anyone could take it. I don't remember who you traded for. I don't remember how many you got. I'm gonna assume that was your only one. Uh, we had yeah, three uh, alchemist fire and two bottles of acid. Then it needs to be on somebody's sheet. I'll just write them for back this, down for this two exact reason. Yeah, just put them on yours. All right, Inori. Uh, I know the fighting's working, but my only ranged attack is ice, so I'm going to try again. All right, give him a shot. If this works. Now, once again, you should have been a vice, but now with Nell and Baylor solidly blocking uh, any real attempts to rain fire on this scroll from the doorway, you're not able to get the ice past them and still get a good shot at the scroll. There's really almost no chance you could hit it from here. Mistos is going to take another five-foot step back, further back down the hallway from where you came, just shying away from this enraged scroll and the now aflame library. The scroll... Is gonna throw itself a bailer again. <laughs> Just gonna keep going. It's not still burning, is it? No. Okay. Uh, oh, that was super bad. Yeah. Is anything else burning though? <laughs> uh, it, the dust on the shelves ignited immediately. Super. So this time, the scroll finally connects. Once Baylor is unable to get away in time. And it slices by your face. With your mage armor, with your reaction, you're able to get out of the way before it grabs onto you. But it does deal five damage, and you are also bleeding. That's not the thing I was hovering over. There we go. So, Baylor, you take five, then immediately take another one on your initiative. I'm on five foot step. And shoot a spear at it. 
Now injured, you're done messing around and you come back to using what resources you have at this just incredibly resilient piece of paper. Now to 17, you hit it. Yeah. What does that hit as? Is it considered magical? I don't think it actually is. I, I didn't think it was either, because it's like literally a level one power. I think it just hits for piercing damage. I don't even know if it's considered magical. So I'm going to say it's not, and you still hit it pretty hard, and you start to tear away parts of it, dislodging the bolt that Dara had put in there before as it starts to get ragged and shredded, but it still keeps coming. Dara. All right. Oops. That's what I need. Take a five foot this way and motion for Baylor to come past me. He's not looking so hot now. And I'm going to shoot at this idiot monster he again. Is, he is not bleeding when this thing slashed across the side of his face as well. Oh, there we Before go. you hit 24. it again. Yeah. Please do. <sighs> Once again, your bolt glances off the scroll harmlessly. As the fire races down the dust, the ancient books in this library start to catch flame. And a few of these squares now are full of more than a few smoldering ancient works. As the bookshelf itself near the alchemist fire starts to fully catch from the burning liquid still splashed across it. Books abandoned for hundreds of years are terribly flammable. No. Does the bull rush let me push it into an adjacent square or Not just straight back? It's straight back. But you can five foot okay. step in that bull rush. I will five foot step and attempt to bull rush it into the fire. <laughs> That's Not awesome. a bad idea. Because <laughs> it didn't like the fire earlier. Determined to get value out of this alchemist fire, Nell steps around and attempts to throw the scroll back into the burning bookshelf from whence it came. Give me that roll. With a 19, he steps forward as the scroll lunges up at him, puts his shield out, and catches the scroll once again, stepping forward and flinging the scroll directly against the burning bookshelf, where it smacks against the smoldering wood, catches again, and by the time it hits the ground, it is already aflame and just cinders. Problem solved. Let's put this out quick if we can. Anori. I'm going to come in behind my man here who just did something sweet. And I'm going to pick up Shadowbane. So you walk up, bend down, and Grab your sword as the bookshelves in front of you still burn. Uh, Misto steps up towards the doorway says, Seriously, I, I don't know if we should bring the senators into the burning library. We don't have any water, do we? Baylor, you take one more damage. And I'm going to pull out that Cure Light Wound potion. Not a bad idea. Is he have to deal with this bleeding quickly. One point of damage is a lot to a level 2 wizard. 
You heal four five. Fun if you slave the non-lethal also comes back. Dara. Uh, I'm just gonna five foot out. Steps back out of the door away from the burning library. And uh now you have a moment to admire your handiwork as you look upon the still burning bookshelf and the fire that is spread all the way down <laughs> towards the wall now. What do you want to do? From what I can see, it appears just to be spreading locally. Like, it, it doesn't look like the fire can just jump across the room. It is. It's not. The bookshelf itself is not entirely aflame yet because it is old treated wood. All of the books on the shelf are burning and the fire is starting to spread to the bookshelf. At the moment, it's not aflame enough for it to jump from shelf to shelf, but if the bookshelf itself catches, it could easily spread throughout the room. Okay. Uh, just to try to prevent it spreading, the bookshelf that I'm currently standing beside, can I pull it towards me and, like, knock it down in that direction to get it away from the fire? Make me a strength check. It's a pretty large, ancient, and overloaded bookshelf, but if you are a swarthy man, which with an 18, you very much are, you reach out, grab onto the bookshelf in front of you, and just pull it down, slamming into the bookshelf behind you and causing a domino effect to ricochet back up towards the doorway you came from. But pulling the bookshelf away from the burning one, you'd set a flame with the alchemist's fire. And Nora, you just barely step to the side as you pick up your sword. The bookshelves crash down next to you. Um, being a magus, I... Would I think that the Ray of Frost would have any ability to stop a fire? No, especially not one that is fairly caught at this point. Not even, like, try to work on a second at a time. Nothing. It, it's not meant Ray of Frost could put out, like... If a book was on fire, the Ray of Frost could probably put it out. A whole bookshelf packed to the brim with things that are on fire. <laughs> Ray of oh, Frost boy. cannot do it. <laughs> okay, just thought to ask. Um, I'm going to start backing towards the door and uh, saying I hope Baylor is able to conjure water or some miraculous spell or this whole place is going on. He says it's just flashing. Just dodged <laughs> by this entire situation. Uh, Baylor. Uh, uh, Not a wizard not fire a fighting so much. <laughs> Not really what you signed up for when you became a wizard. And he uh, backs away out of the room. Dara watches from the doorway. And steps a little further back so the fire doesn't get him. A little bit further away from the doorway. Nell. Your bookshelf is starting to catch. It's safe to assume that with this bookshelf starting to catch, there's enough light for me to see because uh, yeah, everyone's would, kind of running away. Definitely have this. Because I don't need to see far. I just need to see like in front of me. All right. Okay. The fire is now putting out light. <laughs> New hot fix. 
Um, hot fix. Yeah. But um, Tiss. Oh man. The so best I jokes. guess I will come over here and do the same thing. Okay. So you push past the fire, putting an arm up to protect yourself from the heat as you go by and try to shove down the bookshelves on the opposite side. With an 11, you push, and it just slightly rocks, as it seems to be very heavy and difficult to dislodge. And are you leaving? You see Noah, she backs out the room as well. Well, now I'll give you one more chance to push this bookshelf over before the fire spreads as the flickers and sparks are already starting to ignite little patches of dust in the shelf next to it. Another no. 11, you just... Just gonna give up on it. Unfortunately. And cut your losses. He's on fire! And pull back out of the room as the bookshelf itself catches the light and the fire starts to spread all the way down through to the southern end of the room. Close the door. Close the door. Yep. Very much roaring flame. I sure hope that doesn't spread. Close doors. I know, I'm trying to close the door. Didn't burn for long. I, I guess what I... Hmm. Early enough. I don't know shit about survival. I don't know how fire works. So nope. I'm just going to close hot. the door. Don't touch it. Yeah. Pretend that didn't happen. Moving on. Well, there were two doors you could see on the further end of the room that led through, but while that fire is burning and until it burns itself out, it may be difficult to get through that room. Anybody? Does anybody have survival? I mean, it is untrained, so. Yeah, but anyone who wants to make a roll. Mistos just has default. He doesn't have survival. There are a 12. Anybody else? Baylor a four, Anoria six. <laughs> we not don't know shit not about a team fire. Of firefighters, we got here really. Yeah, none of you are sure. I mean, you've you've seen or heard of at some point in your life a like forest fires or trees burning, and they seem to burn and smolder nearly forever. Uh, with four or five bookshelves alight, covered in tinder. No idea how long that could last. Huh. Well, did we get the other three skulls? The one that didn't try to kill me? Oh, the other four. That one wasn't a magical signature because I was a creature. But there Same are still bitch. four more. Uh, but you want to... So, the scroll tube's on the ground in there. Because the scroll was in, the tube was in your hand and you need two free hands to pull the thing off your face. Son of a bitch. That's so what I was worried about. It would also be on the ground in the library. Burning, Brian. You'll be able to pick that up when you get the sword, though. But I, I wasn't thinking that it was there. I was trying to get the sword, and the thing was already on fire. And I'm pretty sure Anori at that moment was in no hurry to pick up the scroll tube again. So true, fair, very true. It's where it clattered to the ground. Hopefully, the magical scroll case will save us. We'll just have to come back to this later and see. I hope there aren't civvies on the other side. Mm, that's we don't have to come back through this room. This one enchanted scroll, it 
Could be dozens. Hopefully they're gone now. Why is everything in this place to kill me? I'm getting tired of this shit. That's exactly the question. Why aren't we leaving? Well, now we are. Yeah, there's more dealing with this. Every room we open is horrible. I actually agree with him for a change. (laughs) But for a change? I've spoken nothing but sense since we've been down here. I almost got strangled by a damn scroll. I say, say we cut our losses, try to find the exit, and get out of here. And how do you propose we deal with the ghost? I don't know. That's why I'm staying near you a lot. You're a wizard. Throw your sticks at it. The four of us just got into a fight with a scroll. And you think we're going to be able to fight a ghost. I'm sorry, guys, but my confidence is a little a little in the shitter right now. Do we have a better idea? Exactly. We have to get out somehow, ghost or no ghost. The way I see it, our option is to stay here until we starve to death. Or try. We have the supplies to stay here. For a very long time. Longer than a ghost! No, but long enough to get our strength back and maybe try again tomorrow? I'm, I'm liking that idea. Uh, we may have to return later. I suppose that we give the fire time to die down, but. We got plenty of room. Ghost. Would help us, it would let us restore all of our spells. Uh, you're really determined to stay down here, aren't you? It's seeming like the best option at the moment. We're just determined not to die. As am I. If that's the best course of action, so be it. Well, we have the safe house. Indeed. Let's, uh, let us make it back there. Uh, just kind of waves the lantern lead on. So I will drag all of us back to the safe house as you pass back through the two museums. You do not hear the griffin at all as you pass by that room, even the adjacent room. As you come back, reopen the secret doorway and head back up into the open safe house. Uh, Trant would not be there. The lady is at this point asleep on the bed, and the two nobles you'd said before, one's seated in the chair and the other is just leaning against the bookshelf, talking to him. And as you come up, neither of them uh, really move much. They just kind of look up, hopefully, at you. And the lady does not awaken. I suppose it would be better for us to sleep in shifts. Indeed. But sleeping? Sir. If they have to recover their spells. What? We're we're sleeping? How long are we going to be down here? Approximately one day. What? At the moment, we feel it would be best 
to recover before we proceed. There are plenty of supplies here. We intend to get out as soon as possible. But if we don't recover, we may not get out at all. And the Batullis turns from the bookshelf to you as well. If you think that's what's best. There's plenty of supplies here. Took a look through the crates in the other room. We'll not be want for food for some time. But... Of course, we don't very much like to be out when we can, but I've no can of what you've faced beyond these rooms. If the five of you are finding trouble, he'd be with the last in seconds. We've made great, uh, great work, though. Most of everything that we've come across is gone now, so it should be fine next time we'd go through. Um, I'm going to get the door, make sure it's closed, and if it is, come back and yeah. pull one of the coins to get rid of the portal. Right, so you uh, remove the portal from the floor, uh, setting a coin on the headrest of the bed next to the slots, and uh, after making sure the secret door was closed behind you, I assume you closed it behind you. Yeah. So, you all prepare to rest for your evening. You have this whole area, of course, but this is with the nobles you've rescued, quite a few more people than it was ever meant to seat. And as you look around, you find the cleric kneeling in prayer near one of the beds in the other room down the southwest. And Trant just sort of sat on the edge of the bed. And as I assume that the five of you would head down to where the beds are. Hell yeah. I'm trying to do the sleeping. And they both just turn to look towards you, uh, saying that Nori and Baylor are a bit, but not seriously injured, but you're back again. Uh, Trant just gently taps Subari on the shoulder. He uh, raises his head and turns and looks and sees you and stands back up. What has taken place? And uh, Trant immediately interjects, are we, are we free? We leave? Hmm, not Almost. quite yet. Yes, we, we found will, uh... a. Uh... No, go ahead. I'm we gonna found go a reception desk, but uh, we caught word of a ghost from a friendly creature we encountered. Um, she just puts her head in her hands as you say that, and Subari shakes his head. But keep talking. Did I interrupt you? Okay. Before we can proceed, our two casters. We've expended our resources. They simply just need to rest. And I, I'm sure Jawan feels the same way. We have asked quite a lot of him. I would uh, appreciate it, yes. I could restore my divine magic in case you need more. Let's... Jawan, do you think, uh, being a cleric, you could assist us if this ghost turns out to be something we can't surpass. I do not know what I could offer. I could bring the power of Abadar against him, but I am useless in a fight. I do not know how I could help. If you could simply protect me, perhaps, but I... If you could not deal with this being... I doubt I would make much difference. 
Well, simply just being a cleric is enough to assist us. I am sure that we could safeguard you for the assistance if we need it. For dealing with one enemy and then immediately bring you back. We do not want to risk harm befalling any of you. But only if we must. For now, just rest and we will see what we need tomorrow. He nods and uh, Tran just kind of looked up for you. There's a ghost. There's a bloody ghost. All this beneath the halls of the Senate for how many years unknown? Could Don't we... know if it's a ghost. There, there must be some way we can contact the surface. The, the guards, the Ulfin, any, anyone. Unfortunately not. Unless we are contacted directly, I don't believe we have a way of speaking to anyone else. There doesn't appear to be anything down here that we could use. And she uh, looks down at her house trant barge sitting on the bed next to her, next to the sword that you gave her, and just gestures at it. Well, this is useless now. I could have used it to contact, but... And she shakes her head. Personally, I'm not thinking that contacting anybody outside the safe room is such a good idea. We don't really know who we can trust at this point. I can trust my family, I'm sure. I trust our servants, and there are many noble houses I'm sure would come to our aid. I, perhaps after whatever that was, after Stavian, it would be best that we stay away from constables, but there are others if we had just a way to get a word out. Now keep in mind, anyone that you say you trust, you're trusting with your life. And I'm right trusting now, you with my we... life now! That's the best option I have! Agreed. But anyone we contact on the outside that we're not sure of is a risk. So, your, your close family, if you can trust them, then so be it. But when we get out of here, be very careful. Zubari nods, and she's just glaring at you. Just shakes her head. Stuck here, and I love taking this bed. And uh, just lays down that cut and rolls away from you. I guess that's it. Um, there's... Hmm. I... I suppose I'll find the chair. Mr. says as he... is wandering off to look through the area, because he hasn't really actually had an opportunity to see this place much. As he gets to hear, you hear him from down the shop. Oh, a drink! Better! Amistos, don't hit the light switches. They're a pain in the ass. And uh, with that, is there anything else you want to do before you resign yourselves to a night's rest to regain your magic, some amount of health, and just ready yourselves how you can to continue exploring? I am going to let it be known I don't have much to deal with a ghost. 
Don't worry, it, none of us do. Like so. offensive, <laughs> offensive wise, I don't have a lot I can do. That's why I've spoken to Joanne about this. Hopefully, he can assist us. Also, can I get one of those acids? Absolutely. And matter of fact, I'll go on ahead and spread them between the party. I'll give Baylor an acid. Uh, what would either of you want? That leaves one acid and two uh, alchemist fires. Mm, I won't be using any. Inori? I like fire. <laughs> so I'll keep one of each. And now you both have one. And I will take those off my sheet. Please write those down. Swear to God, write them down. <laughs> Did we get any Tanglefoot bags? Yes, I have one Tanglefoot bag. Yeah, that was part of the deal. One Tanglefoot, and then you got one uh, of the Loud Rock things. Thunderstone. Thunderstone. Mm -hmm. Somebody else has Shane, that. you definitely took the Thunderstone. Yeah, he took that one. <laughs> yes, I oh, did. Yeah. He called them Loud Rocks. Question. So just actually answer. Um, I will just. I mean, we don't have to RP it, but I'm sure I could debate her about it. I have a spell that I could prepare. Yeah, magic weapon. Is my sword considered magical until before I put magic weapon on it? No. Uh, until your sword awakens as a blade down magic at level three, it's masterwork, but it's not magical. So casting magic weapon on it would turn into a plus one weapon, which would mean it could hit ghosts. Exactly what I was wondering. Because you can cast on anyone's. Uh, and Dara, at the moment, Dignity's Barb is also non-magical. It's also Masterwork. Oh, okay. Just to check. I have it, two... It's not enchanted enough to be considered magical attacking. It's literally a Masterwork crossbow with a weird effect. Okay. Get to I work. have two Cure Light Wounds potions, three Jump potions, one Bark Skin, one Tangle Foot, two Anti Plagues, does anyone want any of that? No. Okay. Not as of the moment, anyway. Alright, I guess we'll just uh, go to sleep then. So you do the best you can to uh, bed down this room here. Uh, there are a plethora of assorted pickled, dried, and salted foodstuffs from the other room. Uh, as well as both the spoon and the wand you found here before, but I'd see no. I'm sure that you would not waste any charge on the wand, but you don't have to. So you uh, spend a, a little while here, readying yourself as you can. But you're already tired. It was nearing nighttime when you were teleported down here in the first place. It was the end of the event. It was already the late evening. Uh, so, with maybe not more than a quick snack of what you can find, you settle down. The four spare beds down the southwestern room and rest for the night. And you awaken in the morning with, of course, each of you that have damage healing for two HP. Uh, at that point, there's no way any of you would still have non-lethal damage, so if any of you still have it, take it off, because you get one per hour, so you would get eight back while you're resting, and I'm positive nobody has eight non-lethal damage on them. Yep. Not yep. with all the healing we drink. Yeah. So... You awaken in the morning. So what's probably the morning? There's no real way to tell time down here. And I believe Baylor and Anori need an hour or two to prepare their spells. 
And after I prepare my spells, I'm pulling out those six scrolls I found. And uh, Mistos would wander in while the two of you were sat around studying in your spellbooks and preparing. And Trant would leave the area. Uh, Zubari would stay. As Mistos comes in, says, Well, we're studying? Is this going to help? If we want any magic, yes. Fair enough. <laughs> After an hour, you, now with read magic prepared, look through the scrolls you have. So I'm going to give you a big old list. So, you ready? Because you have the... I have five identified scrolls and four more scrolls from the tube. So nine total. We got scrolls. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's probably easier to just do this. Um, this is what you had from before. Yes, that Holy is a crap. scroll of breath of life. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so monster two. And these are the four scrolls from the tube you just got. So you have three scrolls of cure light wounds, one scroll of summon monster two, one scroll of breath of life, a scroll of dispel magic, a scroll of invisibility, a scroll of mirror image, and a scroll of mount. Unfortunately, neither of you are divine casters. So you are going to have to, you have a difficult time using the cure light wounds or the breath of life scroll. Is there just like, uh, it makes what we have a DC check or something with those. I believe it's twenty-five or two twenties. Let me double check. Because you have to emulate using the scroll as a twenty, and then to use a divine scroll, you also have to emulate a class feature, which is divine magic. Uh, so the scroll is twenty plus caster level, and breath of life is six, five or five. six somewhere up there. Pretty high. Breath of Life is five, so it'd be you have to make a DC twenty check to emulate the feature of divine magic, and then a DC twenty five check to use the scroll of Breath of Life. You have to make both those ba back to back. If you fail the twenty five, you have to make the twenty again. So it's very hard for you to use that scroll. So taking even taking twenty to cast that, well, you actually can't because if you you roll a one, you lose it for the day. You can't activate it that day. So yeah, it's super hard for you to use that breath life scroll. You have a cleric nearby, but can't exactly come back to him to get all the value out of breath of life. But worth hanging on to for now. He could certainly use the scroll secure light wounds easily. So, I guess while they're reading over that stuff. I'm gonna go have a conversation with uh, Joan. Okay. So as you approach him, he just yeah, turns and looks to you. So, if the worst case scenario does arise and we do need your help, uh, I'm not a man of magic. I, I don't really understand it. Um, neither of my friends. Doors. 
Yes. Uh, neither of my friends say they have a good solution for a ghost. Uh, as a cleric, is there anything you know of? There are many spells that could help with fighting these ethereal creatures. I do not know that there are any of them I am capable of casting. A cleric more powerful than myself perhaps could be of more use, but I was a simple friend of the family. I am little more than a priest. I do not know there is much more I could do. I, I have done little more than heal the simple wounds of the injured and bless the sick. Regardless, I will need time to prepare my prayers to Abadar. I, they are to be done at sunrise, but I have no way to tell the hour here. I will have to hope he will forgive. Alright, I will leave you to it. I understand. I have had time to think, of course. If you need my aid, I will help. I will not stand idly by... There's so many lives are squandered here. That is greatly appreciated, Juwan. Thank you. I just hope that if I am me, that I can be of use. And not a liability in a fight. Not at all. Like I said, I can make sure nothing happens to you. And he uh, puts his hands together in prayer and nods to you. And gestures one towards you. May the scales weigh in your favor, friends. Thank you. I will return to the group and ask them what the hell the scrolls are. And then that the whole conversation, so. Yes, there are some powerful aids here. But how many we could make use of is not exactly great the defensive one I'm sure out of all of these there's stuff that'll help us for sure I mean it will I'll just pick up one of them and kind of look at it like I have no clue what this says but yeah, I'm sure it'll help I'm gonna take it Paper. out of his hands before you put it <laughs> <laughs> snatch it back away from him <laughs> so, mean, Mister Scott puts his finger up. Are we, are we ready? And, uh, hmm. Where are we going? The on fire library of the ghost, which seems less awful. I'd the say fire. the library. On fire library, it is. Let us hope that it is no longer burning after eight hours. I can't imagine. Just a simple fire needs air, right? And it wasn't that it large of a room. I'll move the group of you up to here towards the edge of that area. I am recasting mage armor as we're sitting out. I kind of assumed. I just... Yeah, recast mage armor. Is anybody uh, casting any other preparatory spells? Light. (laughs) I'm casting. Please shoot them with the crossbow. Oh, you just had to do it. (laughs) So... Let's pause here for a brief moment. And, oh, thank uh, God. That's peace over. <laughs> our mid-session break real quick before we open the door back up to this blackened and charred library. So let us 
continue. You guys approach the doorway leading back to the library. And I assume I'm going to step forward and open it. I'll jump at once. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna no, open it's, the door. Nell's job. I'm the doorman. So as you open the door, and Emistos steps forward with the lantern, you can't see that far in the library, but you can definitely smell the scent of char and ash in the room. But as you can't see anything, that does seem to imply that it is no longer actively on fire. Yep. Always a solid positive. The bookshelves in the top right corner are still, of course, toppled up against Northern Wall. Nobody magically came through and fixed that. And as more light comes into the room, you can see the blackened and burnt monoliths of cinder that are the four bookshelves in the southeast corner of the room. All of their contents solidly destroyed. And even the area of floor around them on the ground, about five feet out in any direction, scorched with more ash and char. Demistos gives this a wide berth. But it does not appear to be dangerous any longer. With you knocking those shells over, the fire didn't spread any further than the southeast corner of the room. And I guess it works out that this place is just a thick stone tomb. Because it eventually burnt itself out, having nowhere to go, really. Ran out of things to burn. Yep. I'm glad I knocked those over then, otherwise it could have been a lot worse. Well, let's see what's behind door number one, if you guys want to, uh... Well, do we want to check out what's left of this room before we move on? And that list of scrolls, I did give you the scrolls in the scroll case, just yeah. while I still had that tab open because I was going to be scrolling away from that and I didn't want to go back to it again. And I assumed you were going to pick it up when you came back through here. So, uh... They are still okay in that scroll case. And you pick that up as you come through, and that was the last set of four scrolls on there. The Dispel Magic, Invisibility, Mirror Image, and Mount. So just to save us a little bit of actual playtime, I just gave that nice. to you there. So, uh... Misos kind of raises the lantern and turns back to the group trailing throughout the room as Nell approaches the door. Wasn't there something back over here? Oh, there was that table that just had all the uh, books on it. Nobody else here interested in the books? Nobody I don't know how to wizards, read. Wizards, so not really. <laughs> yeah. By all means, check them out. Not opening the door until you guys say, let's go through the door, so you guys can do what you want. Yeah, Mel's waiting, and as you go back to that table, like I said, it's a bunch of tomes of math, uh, very, very advanced math and geometry. Uh, you notice that it didn't really strike you as much yesterday. As you look at these, and you came by once again on a fresh day, past all the insane circles in the hallway, there are no circles in this library. Uh, nothing has been scribbled here. It has been left clean and empty. Other than this, well, the, the massive fire and the pile of books and papers on this table in the corner. So as you look at them, make me a linguistics check. I can remember the alphabet. <laughs> well, just 18. as you kind of poke through this pile of books, none of them 
really seem interesting, but one of them you do notice, uh, tucked away in a pile of papers, is an autobiography. Not a tome of knowledge and not scientific or mathematical papers. Autobiography of a man named Eros Glendower. Seems very out of place. And uh, missed us kind of by the door waiting. Like, what? Did, did we... Did we find something? Found something. I don't know how much significance it has. Who has knowledge history? <laughs> As you pick it up, it's a few sheets of paper. It's only about 20, 30 pages long in total. Uh, you could sit down and read through it in 10, 15 minutes, but glancing over it, it appears to be the audio autobiography of a wizard and a sort of middling nobleman describing some of his magical studies. Do the rest of you mind? Is it is it going to be useful? Can we not read it once we're out of here? I think he looks back on the group. I mean, it hardly seems the time to stop by a library. If you believe it's... it, the matters, then I think it is fine. It's very out of place, which I feel may have some significance to what is going on here. And if I don't read it, I can't figure out what that might be. Is it going to tell us where the exit is? We have no idea. Until, until I read it. it, I'm not going to know. Go ahead. I missed us. And I walks back over towards the corner and sets on one of the chairs and puts the lamp on the table. I guess. It's as good a lead as any. So as you read through it, you read the very pompous autobiography of Eros Glendower. He briefly glazes over his youth, uh, raised a nobleman, and he showed some promise and ability with magic fairly early on. Born to the family he was, there's no trouble whatsoever for his family to send, off to, uh, send him off to a very much renowned wizarding college where he could learn and be taught properly. And there, he, in his own words, easily unlocked the greatest mysteries of magic. He was appointed to Taldor's Senate later in life, which he doesn't so much describe as allude to, as if it was a distraction from the greater things he had going on. One thing that he, uh, for the first major event of his life, he actually describes in detail, rather than just glazing through a, a page worth of backstory, is a kidnapping that had happened to him a few years into his Senate term. A series of white-cloaked figures waylaid his carriage, effortlessly enchanting Eros's guards. And then, in the dead of the night, taking the carriage to a nearby manor. He says that the kidnappers revealed themselves as members 
of a group called the Immaculate Circle. An ancient cabal of Taldan nobles who believe themselves to be basically the Taldor Illuminati. Oh boy. They claimed to be the true power behind the Senate and even behind the Grand Prince at the time. Commanding not only the government of Taldor, but her armies. No real decisions were made on the political scene. They were all determined behind closed doors by the Immaculate Circle. Eros gladly accepted their offers of ancient, forgotten, and even forbidden or heretical magical texts and knowledge so long as he retained his seat in the Senate and voted on behalf of the Circle. Eros saw this as an opportunity, not only to learn, but to shunt all of his political responsibilities onto the Circle, which they gladly took the opportunity to take hold of. According to Eros, this was a fantastic trade. Such a powerful wizard being granted to nearly infinite knowledge in exchange for the political power that made no difference and bored him anyway. He joined the circle proper not long after. So he says, rocketing rapidly through their ranks and researching through the various texts they provided. Powerful tomes of necromancy and transmutation. Rituals with energy beyond understanding. Though he himself had not quite come to grasp some of the higher levels of magic, what these rituals were capable of were beyond even the greatest of a wizard's wishes or a cleric's miracles. And he learned more and more. But through the later descriptions of his knowledge, he explains that he realized something. He may not have been getting the good end of this deal. In his haste, he realizes he had been too eager, and the Circle was simply using him as a pawn for political power and not even beginning to access his full potential. He says he tried to confront them, he tried to insert himself as a proper member of the Circle, but a combination of threats and blackmail kept him in line. So, he realized clearly he needed not only to join the Circle, he needed to rule it. The later pages of his autobiography detail his beginnings of a new study. And the last chapter explains how he set his entire life aside and left the Senate to research the secrets of immortality. So that he could be placed not only at the head of the Immaculate Circle, but seated at the table of the gods. An immortal in a world of simple, mortal minds. This is the last chapter. There is no indication of whether or not he was successful. Hmm. 
Well, not as useful as I might have hoped. Surprise! Can we leave now? Hey guys, there's a door over here that's pretty useful. <laughs> At this point, probably just leaning against hey. the wall, just kind of waiting as Baylor just shuffles to these pages. Well, I think at the very least, I may have found the inspiration for whoever's drawing these circles everywhere. Not that that helps us at the moment, so carry on. It's a start of understanding. That could be helpful. Perhaps. Well, what did you find? Uh, man trying to take over control of a group called the Circle. Well, I, I mean, a group called the Circle is not, not like a literal circle. Do you really think they're related? I believe that the one drawing all these circles believes so. Hmm. So a madman, then. Quite possibly. From the state of the hallway back there, I don't doubt he's mad one bit. Right. A ghost and a madman standing between us and freedom. Just gets better and better, doesn't it? Hey, my current theory is that ghost is the madman. So that's kind of better? Yeah, with how is old it? all of this stuff is. is. It better? I mean, if there's a ghost and a madman, there's two things we have to deal with. If the madman died and became a ghost, there's only the one problem. So you feel that the madman being the ghost is the better? I, I Makes tend sense to, to me. agree with this sarcasm. I don't know that that's better. The ghost of a madman seems just as awful. It's pretty awful, yes. Pretty awful. I'd Still rather fight. it down to one problem to deal with rather than two. Yeah, I'd rather fight an individual rather than two, personally. Suppose, regardless, it doesn't help us leave. This door might. Oh, the go door ahead and might. open it. <laughs> open it. <laughs> you open the door, and oh boy, as Amistos steps up with the light, you see that this door once again seems to lead into a much larger library with towering rows of bookshelves not only rolling down the side but also dividing the room in two down the middle how wonderful are we gonna stop and read all these ones too not at all but we are gonna look around and see if there's anything useful you see out from the corner of these shelves an absolutely silent motion as what appeared to be long spider legs slowly work their way down the aisle. I know what this is. Roll me some initiative. It's it's nowhere near lunging at you or anything. It's just slowly creeping down the aisle. What? Okay. I selected them now.
that scroll earlier couldn't have uh, AOO'd me, right? Because it was tiny. No, it had to be in your square. Yeah. I completely forgot that because I don't have improved. Uh, what's it? Who's amazed that's a stupid character sheet? I'm not going to forget this time when I remember for once in my life. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, as you notice, the thing comes around silently and surprisingly quickly. And it crawls further out from between the books. And born upon these hairy arachnid legs is a book. with a long, multicolored ribbon trailing out of one side of it. And the book opens and closes kind of slowly and silently a few times as if they uh, a mouth moving. And you can see ragged edges of the covers of the book wrapping around uh, almost as if they were teeth on this, this thing. Does not lunge at you. It does not move to attack, but it very much moves towards you. Almost curiously. And as you watch, you see another crawl out from the bookshelves further down the room. Are you bloody kidding? Again, but it's an entire book this time. And steps back around the corner. Baylor. Uh, what knowledge is this? This would be knowledge planes. You've no idea. You've never seen a book walking with the legs of a spider before. You've never heard of such a thing. You've no clue what this is. If I were to roll as well, would I have to wait till my turn to do Your it? Your turn, yeah, because I am doing this in initiative just so, because this is a situation, so I'm putting an initiative to see what you guys What do you want to do, Miller? I'm just going to kind of try to get Nell's attention and he's be like, maybe back away a little bit, just in case. You kind of cautiously, know what this is, warn your comrade about his proximity here, Dara. You can see through the doorway, just barely past your friends, this book crawling mm -hmm. out from between the shelves. I'll take a five foot step and uh, kneel down. I'll get on one knee and uh, watch it with the crossbow raised. Uh, I am going to ready to attack it if it starts attacking. Okay. Now. What is it doing? Just it's the, just the open and closing? Uh, it's just like very barely moving. It's not It's not nearly as wide open as it looked like it is on a token. It's not, because that's to make it look like a spooky monster for bestiary purposes. Its mouth is mostly closed. It's just barely, like almost like if it was muttering. Not even like a full inch of uh, open and close. And these are also tiny because they are books. 
So it would have to be in your square uh, to do anything. It's just moving towards you fairly slowly. All right. Uh, I'm going to ready to use stand still if it tries to come at me. Okay. And I'm just going to try I don't think you can hello. ready stand still because stand still is an attack of opportunity. That just happens. Because you can't ready an attack of opportunity. They either provoke or they don't. Yep. Yep. Well, if he provokes, I'll do yeah, it, I provokes, guess. If he provokes, you can but do that. I'll, but if you want to ready something, you ready something else. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll just I'll stay here, and if, if it comes to me, I'll hit it. Yeah, I will provoke but if it comes to But I'm going to talk to it. I'm going to say hello in common and celestial. Like, hello? What's it doing? Inari. Okay, I have a thing for this. You can also try knowledge points, yeah. That was an 18. Uh, you can tell the beings are outsiders, so they, in some form, have taken the guise of books. That's not their true form, and they, they're not from this plane. So it's like they possessed the inanimate object? Kind of. But the things, all you can tell as you look at it, you're not sure what it is exactly. But should they become hostile, it does not look like it would be any more difficult. It doesn't look like this scroll construct. It looks like if you took an axe and you hit it, it would die. Because whatever its true body or being, its physical form right now is literally just a book. I will convey that knowledge to everybody listening that it's uh, that <laughs> possessed it's <a> book, book. <laughs> possibly possessed book the thing winds its ribbon further out from the crease from its strange mouth as it does it extends a foot five feet all the way out towards Nell. Uh, this does not provoke, but if you want to use your readied swing, I will let you. It's reaching with its ribbon up no, towards you. It, it's not, like, it doesn't appear hostile. It's just Basically, kind of feeling yeah. from what I can... I'm, I'm not going to hit it. Hey, it does do exactly that. It just kind of reaches out and gently kind of touches around your... Uh, your breastplate and your sword and some of your, your gloves and it feels up and as the rubbin the ribbon on your head touches your bare skin make me a will save I get a plus one if it's trying to use compulsion uh it is not you got a 14. As it touches you, you feel a rush of just pure information being injected directly into your mind. It's not trying to control you or anything. It's just the sheer amount of just raw, unfiltered knowledge exploding through your brain is almost overwhelming. Not... 
in like a confusion attack your friends kind of way and like a you literally can't move kind of way. But you stop and focus and shake it off and hold firm. It's so much that you you can't even process any of it. Like you're not learning anything. You're just being bombarded with information. But the ribbon is still just very gently feeling around you. Um, Can I say anything after that? Uh, on your initiative. Okay. The party behind you would see another one calling up from the other side of the bookshelf. And the one further down continues to crawl closer. Uh, Emustos, peeking through the doorway and watching it just kind of stroke you. It's like, what? What is happening? I hate this place. Baylor. Is there anything visually happening with Nell? Uh, you would see Nell, like, his eyes would go wide as it touched the skin. He would, like, stagger backwards for a second, but otherwise he looks like he's okay. He looks like he has a headache. Like, that's about it. Like, uh, Nell, you okay there? Alright. And obviously he can't respond until his turn, so I'm just gonna kind of do a quick reply. You can do a quick reply. He's kind of like a whole conversation. Okay. Well I, I was I, just gonna hold. So Yeah, I'll just say uh I'm fine, but that was weird. As it touches you, the book in front of you opens. All the way open, like a book to a set of blank pages. And if on it you see, as you talk, an anatomical diagram of your body appear next to it. And then writing out almost instantly next to it quotes, I'm fine, that was weird. It's being transcribed into the book nearly instantly, Dara. Whoa. You can't see that taking place. You can see the book open, yeah. fondling your friend. Is everything alright in there? And all ready again. If any of them get hostile, I will shoot the closest one to them. Uh, now. I will, uh, just real quick turn back, say, Amisto, open that door and see what's on the other side. They're not attacking, they're learning. They're, they're, translating and I, I don't understand this. It's weird, but it's not yeah. dangerous. As you're saying that, you see all of that in real time showing up in the book as well. It's just scribblings on the page as it continues to detail your armor and your parents on the page. With uh, an image of them standing together appearing on the paper. I will try walking past not like not five foot stepping i'm just i'm moving five feet normally just to see what it does uh as so you just kind of slowly move like it, i'm just pretending it's not there feeling you with the ribbon as you go by uh inori uh hearing him say that i'm gonna go open the other door Okay. 
as you open the other door, you see two more of the creatures crawling down uh, the other side of the bookshelf towards you. Ew! There's, I'm just gonna say there's two more over here. I don't think there's anything else I can do because standard to open door, right? Let's uh, move action, open door, but move the. Is your five foot step over and open it? Yeah. Do you have a standard then? It's a move action, open our door. Okay. Uh... Nah, I got nothing else. Hey, this one continues to uh, just kind of stroke Nell. And uh, as it does, the surge of information flowing back into you doesn't stop, but you start to grow to tolerate it. And it's less overwhelming than it was, but still far more than enough for you to possibly parse any of it and really learn anything from life. You could even call this an exchange. As it continues to reach its ribbon towards you, though, more and more starts to appear on the pages. Uh, behind your parents, a drawing, uh, an incredibly detailed diagram uh, of your childhood home. Uh, friends you'd know, a list of names from your childhood. Uh, various things that you had learned, uh, historical uh, uh, analogs of Taldor and various military engagements, names of generals, diagrams, maps, all start to appear on the page as every few seconds as they fill, another page turns over in this thing and it continues to fill more information from your mind. This one here, from where it is, stretches its ribbon five, ten feet all the way out towards Inori and starts to reach at her as well. Make me a will save. And as you feel this same just complete rush of overwhelming information into your mind, you are staggered. Uh, you are actually staggered and completely overwhelmed and can barely move. This one here is going to move up and also put out its ribbon. And both of them are just kind of reaching up towards you. Uh, this one, it sees the other one feeling and you kind of moving towards it. It reaches out and then it kind of lunges forward and lashes out with its ribbon and uh, tries to entangle it around your breastplate with the end of it up touching your head. Let me see. CMD is 16. It's actually just an attack. Oh, it's an okay. attack that gives it a grab. It just does no damage. It gives it a grab. It's got to hit you first. It hits you with the ribbon and wraps it around you and attempts to entangle you with it. Uh, but it's not particularly strong, and as this one seems to be much more aggressive, you uh, pull the ribbon down and twist and pull away from it. This seems to anger this little book as it readies to lash out again. The other books start to move their mouths faster, the ones that aren't the one that's currently transcribing for me. The two on the other side as it hears this start to move faster towards Inari. 
He missed us. Uh, yep. And are they angry? Can books be angry? I don't like this. And <laughs> takes a step back from the door. This um, one. Is, did that one lashed at him? Like jumped yeah, do you want, and do you want, it, it, Yeah, it did, like just with this ribbon. It was just like more aggressively reached him with the ribbon. Do you want to take your shot at it? Yeah, it, if like, it lashed at him. Like if it wasn't like right. the other one was like slowly reaching. If that one shot it at him, then yeah, I'm gonna shoot at it. All right, yeah, you can take your take your ready shot then on this uh, lower one. Okay. It's it's quite literally the difference between gently like slowly reaching out and touching yeah. and just like bah! as soon as it's like, like, shot, it's shooting like, okay. its ribbon out around you and like trying to entangle you. Alright, uh, with a 26, you definitely hit it. And with 8 damage, uh, your crossbow bolt just rips through the book, just shredding it to pieces as its uh, legs in the lower half just fall down to the ground. Uh, this Gishvit, now angry, is going to charge forward and shoot its tongue out through the door, Nori. Uh, very aggressively. And so it reaches out, it hits you with the tongue, and the tongue begins to wind around you. And this one successfully gains hold. And as it yanks, it pulls Nori into the room and pulls itself up onto you, uh, completely wrapped around. It's the, it's the ribbon, though. It's not like the scroll was before. The ribbon's wrapped around you. The thing is just kind of climbing up to your leg and just trying to stay with you. Miller. Even the one that has been stroking now is seeming to get a bit agitated. And I obviously would have seen Inori get yeah, you dragged over here. Yeah, you through the room. And barely react as she's uh, still overwhelmed by this onslaught of information. Do I have enough of a sight of her square from here to not have cover? Um, yeah. If you can see more than half, then you're good. Alright. Yeah, I'm all. I'll get that to you. I'll be like, shit. Step over here and try to shoot a spear at the book on her. Alright. That one's angry. That one is angry. Uh, the 15, you hit it. And with 7 damage, you obliterate this book as well. And you blast it off of her. Which means you are no longer grappled. As the ribbon just slumps to the ground lifelessly. Dara. Alright. Um... Five foot step. Check this. Check that. Okay. Um. I'm going to rapid shot. Okay. All right. So, the first one will be the one on the right, which is within point blank range. This definitely but... has cover from you. Oh, you okay. Barely see it through the doorway. That's fine. You can no, still, still shoot at it, but it has cover. This one, you're good. Well, it's got yeah. cover because Baylor is the one they both have cover from you. <laughs> yeah. So I'll shoot at the one on the right with point blank. Um, it will be minus two. Uh, I don't know how to make it do that in the attack modifier, like in the input value thing. I tried to, but it it doesn't take the negative two. So it'll be two lower than Before whatever this roll, is. you should be able to just put minus two in your... Yeah, you should be able to just put minus two in that box. 
Yeah, I, I tried earlier. That's what all those testing rolls. Oh, well, yeah, I we'll was figure doing. it out later. Yeah, so there's the one on the right. Uh, so it's a 22. That hits him. Roll me damage on that. All right. Dang. Uh, with a five, this book is just shredded as well. Uh, Bolt just sticks through it and pins it down to the ground, and it just stops moving. It's ribbon dropping limp. Okay. And then other shot. Again, negative two. Wow. Yeah, with a hard one, that one, you, you try to quick shot one through each door, each book, and you pin one to the ground and send one wide and put it into the bookshelf above the second book. Uh, no, this one is angry now. Uh, I guess, I mean, I don't want to get angry touches. I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on ahead and, and not let this touch me anymore. That's not a bad idea. And you raise your hand axe up and you slam it down on this book. You can't possibly not kill it. What do you do? Uh, I'm just gonna cleave it right down the middle. It's it's a book and I have an axe. I mean, just bop, chop it in half. Aim for the picture of yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's open, so you just bring it down right on its open spine and just split the book in two and it just drops down the floor and the, the ribbon falls down around you onto the ground. Well, that was interesting. So steps up, are they dead? Where are those? Not the clue. Living, Living information. Oh, okay. Here's those forward through. I've had it with this damn place. I want to kneel down Three? And, and try to open one. Uh, as you open them, it seems to be full of... Well, not full, but... Partially full of completely random knowledge. Uh, statements, Just, names, yeah, pictures of people and places. Utterly random. Yeah. Uh, this this one near the end of, does have a picture, a detailed portrait of Inori. A young Inori standing next to her father in his full gear. That was all I could get before I was killed. And I'll just close it and set it back down without saying anything. Uh, gonna search this room. Do it carefully. There may be more about. One, one moment. You two, come on. And I'll step back over here. And he still comes back on. Good point. Good point. I didn't like that. I could not see them anymore. He uh, scurries up to Nell. No reason to split the party. Well, I'm gonna wave detect magic around as we're walking through. As you cast a spell and turn the projection around the room, you don't sense anything. No signatures of magic anywhere. I guess I'm just As gonna try to put it forward. Amista stands back. It doesn't seem to go anywhere. Is this pointless? It may just be a library. Might not have an exit of any kind. We're going to be here forever. This is how I, I die. As we walk by all the uh, 
the shelves. I'm just going to kind of be glancing yeah. at them to see if I see anything that strikes me as interesting. Uh, looking through, it seems like this is incredibly specific books. Uh, obscure and ancient tomes of flora, fauna, history, uh, chronicles in the various armies of exploration. It's just encyclopedic knowledge, but none of it stands out or seems to be particularly useful. We do have a door down here. Yep. Oh, thank the gods. Doorman's here. Where's the sword lady? There's the sword lady. Alright, let's kick open a door. Not literally. Let's gently kick open a door by using the handle. Yes. Stop. Tell door police. As you open the door here, you see inside a what appears to be a strange orb. Uh, golden and shimmering with very small wings that hold it aloft almost near the center of the room. Uh, the sphere has two small clawed hands. So it doesn't actually... It's just a BSJ picture. It does definitely not wielding a knife. It has two. I was gonna ask why. And a single bright blue eye in the center of the sphere. As you open the door, it turns to you instantly. Unroll me some initiative again, real quick, like. It turns to you, but once again makes no motion to attack. freaking time might be worth just making a macro for his initiative while we're down here I have a macro I just gotta remember to use it <laughs> and Dar as the door opens you react first to this flying strange orb that turns to you it's fairly small uh, only about a foot across once again a tiny creature but you have no idea what it is. Nope. But I'm not going to go crazy. Um, I will get ready. Uh, I don't want to shoot it if it attacks. I want to shoot it if it tries to come into the door. Like if it tries to come through to us, I'm going to attack it. But uh, right. not just if it starts just swinging. Because it doesn't look too threatening. Namistos, behind the party, just kind of waits for your lead. Don't worry. Uh, what knowledge? Planes again. With a 17, you would actually know what this is, because this is not a horribly uncommon kind of outsider. What floats before you is an arbiter inevitable. The smallest and, I suppose, lowest tier of the strange and unknown race of inevitables. This is as much a living creature as it is a construct. Uh, 
just knowing that you can identify it doesn't tell you much about it. You don't know much about inevitables because not much is known about inevitables. But you know that arbiters are lesser ranked and they are typically a scout of sorts. This is fascinating. Tell you what you want to do to say it's fascinating? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that. Like, I don't know if it's dangerous, but... Definitely interesting that this thing is here. No. The fuck? My phone just made the weirdest noise I've ever heard. What Anyways, um, I'm going to look at Baylor and ask, can it talk? And almost as if to reply, a voice emanates forth from the inevitable, from no mouth that you can see. Welcome. I am Factor 12, the curator of these archives. Have you come to make a withdrawal? or to investigate a requested item in the attached reading room? And uh, it missed us, just... What? We've met a librarian, Amistos. Be nice to it. Just kind of waits. Well, it isn't hostile. That is good. Are you are you sure? What? Well, the hell's is it? I do not know, but as the other things that we run into immediately attack us, this is not. So I'd like to think well, it is the not books hostile. Didn't immediately attack us. Uh, they decided to. Can enough. you please tell us about this library? And uh, Factor 12 speaks again. Of course. This library has stood as a relinquery of Taldor's ancient historical knowledge for centuries. And I have watched over it. The last visitor arrived 734 years ago. Wow. Despite its current state, I have still maintained the attached reading room and the library's inventory of magical artifacts. Have you come to make a withdrawal? Well, before a withdrawal, uh, we have some inquiries for you. I can assist in any knowledge that you wish to find. Please make your request. Uh, do you have information about adjacent rooms or only the library? So, uh, as you enter, you can see that the room he's floating in is lined on the south and eastern wall with a row of metal lockers. Uh, and a few of them are hanging open with just ancient desiccated papers hanging out. But most of them are still tightly shut and bolted with thick metal bolts into the walls behind them. Uh, some of the lockers reach all the way up to the ceiling, 20 feet above in this chamber. This chamber is a near-perfect cube. Yes. Attached to this 
is the main library, the extended library further to the north, and the reading room here to the west. Beyond that are the museum exhibits and archives, including the wax and taxidermy displays. I think we should stay away from those. That's where we, we came into those. Ah. Uh. Thank you, Factor 12. Uh, what is this? And I'll gesture to the, the lockers. This is the artifact storage. Patrons of the library are permitted to take one withdrawal from the artifact storage. And, to, and upon the time of its return, you may exchange for another. It used to be two, but recent thefts have forced a crackdown of the local inventory. How recent would you say those were? Four days ago. Do you know who it was that has stolen something? It was not a who. It was a rodent. We believe we know who that might have been. We may be able to retrieve what he stole for you. The rodent has taken a wand and a ring from the relinquiry. They have not yet been returned. As he is not a patron, I have chalked these as losses against our stock. Thusly, I can only grant one item rental to patrons at a time. Unfortunately, due to stocking restrictions, I will only be able to provide one for your group. How long are items allowed to be borrowed for? According to guidelines, patrons allowed inside the attached library may withdraw an item for as long as they wish, but will not be able to retain another until it is returned. And what sort of items are available? I have several. And he moves over towards the list of lockers in the room. Uh, against the side of the room. And reaches out and opens one of the lockers. As large and bolted to the wall as they are, they don't appear to be locked as he pulls them open. Inside our current stock, I have a battle axe with a first level enchantment. A breastplate with a first level enchantment. He closes the locker and uh, floats down to the next locker. One pair of boots of elven kind. A wand of removed disease. And down here. And a key to the auditorium. Would you like to make a withdrawal? You guys think I, uh, we should take that key with us? The key is part of a pair. Unfortunately, the auditorium key will not be useful without its counterpart. We can come back for the key if we need it. Let's take something that will be useful to us for now. Do, Between... do we not have a key? Do we have not used? 
remember the key you got from We did get a key, but I don't remember. Part of a pair. Yeah, yeah. we have the okay. other key. Yeah, can we... Do we yeah, have the auditorium, though? We can find that later. But can we the check the keys? The auditorium is in the northern end of the sublevels, past the reception desk. There we are. It should be the first room you encountered on your way down here from the Senate. Well, yeah, let's let's take the key then. It seems wise. Very Can well. you uh, simply return once we and, use uh, it? So Factor 12 moves over to the lock again, opens it, and pulls out a small key that looks nearly an identical mirror image of the key that Viker had pulled out of his bag. And uh, places it on the table in front of Baylor before floating back to the side of the room. Is there anything else that you require? I believe that is all for now. Unless all of you have something else. Uh, I would like to check in the reading room. Uh, I assume that's not a problem. Of course. The reading room is open to all patrons. It is currently available, and the next scheduled appointment is never. So I'll just open up the door and see what's inside. So as you open the door here, it leads. Emistos <laughs> uh, does not want to come in this room. He has no idea what's going on, but he's not super interested in ever walking in this room. So he uh, he stands out in the library, and as uh, somebody with the light spell on them, he stands out there with a nori, not going in the room with Factory Twelve. Hell no. Somebody with the light spell moves to illuminate the reading room. You can see it's mostly barren. Uh, the ceiling is much lower here, only about your standard 15 feet. Uh, it's pretty much just a circular wooden table with several chairs around the edges of the table. The room is completely silent and utterly barren of all other distractions, not even so much as decorations on the walls. I want to look at that table. Uh, it's definitely just a table. It's a pretty yeah. <laughs> standard wooden table. Yeah, there, there, there's no reason for that one. I just wanted to look at the table. Nothing sacred about the table that you can see. It's made of mahogany. Yeah. yeah, it's nice wood. It has to be nice wood for it to have survived this long. If you wish to inspect, but not withdraw, any other items, I can facilitate this in the adjoined reading room if you wish. We could figure out what uh, all he has. We don't. Uh, if you don't understand it from what he said earlier, how about somebody ask him where the exit is? He told us the exit should be beyond the auditorium, back the way from which you came. Fantastic. Yeah, the auditorium is the first room you enter when you come down here. So there is a small welcoming and waiting chamber, but the auditorium is the first room proper. Uh, beyond that, the stairwells should lead back up to the Senate floor. I want to ask Factor 12 if he knows about the spider. The spider books? Yeah. They are a... The creatures in the other room. They are a strange addition to the library that appeared 594 years ago. As they have posed no threat and are themselves technically books, 
I have seen no reason to remove them. Do you know of all things that go on in the uh, library in the adjacent rooms? I do not move beyond the library. My task as curator is to remain here, in the library and the attached relinquiry and reading room, and maintain inventory. So then you wouldn't know if there was a malfunction in the, uh, the stuffed animals room? I have heard no reports of a malfunction from the taxidermy, taxidermy chamber. Please, enjoy the show. That is all. So I guess this is just a fast forward to the reception desk where Mimip was. So you guys want to go back up there? Yeah, we got the key. So as you uh, as you walk out there and you see Factor 12 move uh, towards the reading room door to just to reclose it. But uh, otherwise, he makes no effort to follow you or anything. And as you're walking away, you see him move back up towards the door of the relinquery to close that one as well. But again, with your one withdrawal, he has no reason to stop you. Follow the rules, so you're good. Someone since I identified it. You what? Since I identified it, that can tell you like about how strong something is, right? Yes. Uh, you would know that an arbiter inevitable is about. Uh, it would be a fight for the group of you. Not insurmountable, not even exceptionally difficult, but it would not just be kill him. Easy. A fairly evenly matched battle to your whole group. Got it. Nita. I don't intend on doing that, but just <laughs> don't just be the librarian. But it's good that we did for all his magical items. And uh, as you're walking back, almost on a similar vein, Amista says again, "That's I, admittedly that one's a bit more scary, but do you?" Um, the items won't help. Battle axes, magical armor. Surely the four the, of you can take him. The only one who would use the axe would be Nell here, and he has a magical axe. Then he doesn't have a magical breastplate. The only item in there that interested me was the breastplate. But if we retrieve the lost item, we can take the breastplate and something else. So no reason to... <sighs> I agree with your sentiments, Amistos, on this one. The, this one is a little more interesting, to say the least. But at the same time, I'm not willing to go killing a creature just because there's some items behind it. Is it even alive? It looked like a machine. It is alive. It's an inevitable, which is fascinating that they had one working at this library. We, we will see, Amistos. I suppose. And For now, let's open this door. And you open the door as you try to placate the halfling. It leads out into another north and south hallway beyond the reception desk, leading further. And as Amistos comes out with the light, you can see due to the collapsed rubble behind you, this seems to be the other half of the hallway that had led to the reception desk in the first place. Not quite so barren in the northwestern corner up here. There is a strange, almost leering statue perched atop a plinth, holding a scepter pointing east down a bend in the hallway. 
Eustos continues to bring the lights, you can see a door further down at the eastern end of the hall. I'm assuming I see two keyholes in this door. God damn it! Shut it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Amazing. As you guys approach the door, I'm going to stop you right here. Each of you, as you walk down the hall here, would see bloody circles quickly, almost instantly, appearing up and down the walls of this hallway and across the doorway at the eastern end. Everybody, roll me some initiative. I'm sorry, did anyone else see the D4? Yeah, because yeah. I added it to my initiative. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, he's yeah, a chronomancer. Yeah, whole thing. makes sense. That is a thing I, I do. Mean, why me shit? Actually, we rolled it in the exact order that it ended up, so it's already sorted. Cool, Dara. Uh, Easy. You react first as you see these bloody circles starting to form out of thin air upon the walls in the far door. I will grumble and uh, take a five foot this way and then just get ready. Ready for what? Uh, if you got ready uh, in action, you have to ready for something. No, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, no, just ready. Like, I, I guess I'll shoot. Uh, no, it just waste, waste a crossbow bolt because I yeah. don't have a magical weapon. So, I yeah, just be ready. Uh, I'll total defense, actually. Yeah, it's going to get total defense. That, that's, that yeah. sounds like what you want to do. Yeah, okay. And Ori. I'll do that. Just please don't slap me. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to move away from the wall because I hate that shit. I am going to... Total defense as well. Now, you would in fact see that there are a pair of keyholes in the center of this doorway. I'm going to come back over to here. Say, let's go get the magic breastplate. We'll get the key after we kill the ghost. And I'm going to keep moving. Uh, Mistos saying that was just going to scramble out of the hallway here. Beller. I'm going to yell after Nell. If this is a ghost, that breastplate isn't going to help. It's magic. <laughs> you guys understand magic. <laughs> what do you want to do? Turn back and be like, uh, Dagio, is that you? Dara, as all of the circles appear, you can see they are actually somehow oozing blood out of the walls of the door, and it is starting to slowly run 
and trickle down the wall in places. The walls are nearly covered with them. <sighs> Do you have the keys? I'd like to try to unlock the door. I think Baylor has both keys. Yeah. I'm saying that to him. Oh. And I'll uh, I'll hold my turn to take the keys from him if he gives them to me. Okay. I'm going to start a new thing. This is holding your turn. So I, so I don't lose track. I'm holding your turn, you're readying an action. I'm going to give you a dot so I don't forget about it. Perfect. Uh, Inori. Everybody's fiddle-fucking-around, so I'm going to come back here and... Hey, Nell, are we doing this or what? Uh, no, we're if, doing this or what? <laughs> if we're going to kill a ghost, we need magic. If you can open the door before the ghost gets here, open the door. But either way, we need the breastplate or I can't really fight a ghost. <sighs> As he said. You, Assuming. I mean, you're... You can say something quick back to me. You can have like a conversation. So you can, you can say your thing, Shamiel. And I'll, I'll move back over to here. I have a way to hurt it. We just gotta beat it. The bloody bud ghost coming out of the walls! I don't want any part of this. This I'll be here. Good luck. Miller. I mean, I'll pull out the keys. If Dara wants them, he can have them. Alrighty, so... Dara, you have the two keys now. Alright, I will... Let's see, there you go. I'll walk over to the door. And, uh... I don't know what action it is to try to unlock the door with keys. Uh, I believe it's a standard action, but I think it takes you a double move. It takes you a double move to get to the door. It's Damn. a standard action to unlock it. Alright, Inori. Dara walks up to the door with, his key, with the keys in his hands. I'm just going to hold till after Nell. Nell? I will come back in front of Baylor and just take a defensive stance. Not full defense, just prepping. Okay. Uh, Inori. Looks like we're staying here. <laughs> full defense. It makes us just Cowers around the door frame. Bowler. Um, move up some so that Dara has light. And you uh, you move up Thank a bit you. with Dara to illuminate the door. And I am going to ready a spell. If I see anything creepy happening. All right. Because that spell is disrupt on dead. Cast that spell, then. Uh, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> just cast that thing because there's blood on the walls, my dude. No, I, I am readying disrupt on dead. Something comes. Uh, you I will reach to the unlock the door. Make me a fortitude save. There it is. With a 20, as you reach out and slide the keys in the lock and turn them and push the door open, as you touch the door, your vision is immediately overwhelmed with a pale vision. 
And you, you can't... You can no longer see the hallway, the door, or your allies. All you see is a man with a rat on his shoulder standing in the center of a large circular auditorium surrounded by arcane runes and instruments with his hands raised up in the air and he casts a spell and energy arcs into his hands and flows through his body and you see the man stagger backward panic grab the rat on his shoulder and channel all the energy into the rat And then, in an instant, it's gone, and you're staring at an open door. You take two damage from negative energy. Now, Dyer opened the door and then just kind of froze for a second. I'll come over to here which is one move action, and I'll, uh, ready to attack if something spooky shows up, and I'll yell out to Dara, what happened? Because, like, I, I would, I'd see him just kind of jerk and then freeze, right? Yeah, you see him open the door, push, and then just literally, like, his body would lock up. Yeah, just, so I'll just kind of yell at him, Dara, what, what happened? Are you all right? And are you? Um, uh, trying to stay in formation here. Oh. Uh, is there any, I mean, can I detect magic around the door? Is there something, like, anything You can in the cast door detect frame? magic, yes. I mean, you can cast detect magic and you would get an, an overwhelming aura of necromancy from the entire hallway. Okay, I will pass that along. <laughs> uh, that. Everyone's leaving! I heard a click! Is the door open? Are we leaving? As Amistos uh, comes up, just scurrying, all sprinting up down the hall behind Miller with the lamp, lamp just swinging in his hands. Miller. Gonna kind of hold out a hand to stop Amistos from going further. I'd be like, hold on, we don't know what's going on. And keep readying Disrupt Undead. Wait for Dara to answer. Dara. Asked him. Other than the slight shock of pain and that strange flashback, you feel fine. Are the walls still bleeding? The walls are still bleeding. Slightly weakened, maybe, but not enough to be like a mechanical penalty. Uh, yes, I'm fine. Uh, there was some sort of uh, enchantment on the door. I got a vision of some kind. I have no idea how to explain it. But otherwise, the door is now open. And I'll uh, step back that way. Because I'm not walking through first. Haha. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. No! <laughs> we used the key. So let's go the keys get the are, key. The keys are in the door. Zio just unlocked and pushed it open. They're just hanging in the door. Alright, I'm going to grab the keys. Benari? Going back. He he took the keys out of the he door? He took the keys out of the door. door's still open, but he took the keys out of the door itself. 
I mean, are we going in the spooky room? Because I thought we were fighting a ghost. And I'm just sort of waiting to see what's happening. Namistos uh, runs into Baylor's palm as he's saying they're still ready with his other hand raised at the spell. Like, what, are, what are we doing? Forward and backward. Forward and backward. Not staying here. Baylor. Gonna say yet again, Nell, if this is a ghost, that breastplate isn't going to help. <laughs> well, the key's not gonna help either. We're already used... here. <laughs> still just have my hand ready. Yeah, he's still just ready with the spell, waiting for something to happen as the blood slowly trickles down the walls. Dara. I believe we need to move on. Standing here is not wise, and going back for the breastplate, if the magician believes it is not useful, then it is not going to help us at all. That's offensive. No. <laughs> That's a slur. The magician. <laughs> he doesn't know shit about magic. Alright, no. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm pressing forward into the dark. So I'll go here and is full defense uh dodge bonus? It's a dodge bonus, yes. I'll full defense. Because I can't see anything. I assume with this the rest of us are probably heading through the door as well. Yep. I'll wait for at least one light source and then I will follow. I mean, this is definitely I'm a light source. First, so when you get in there. And Amistos will stick himself behind with everybody else. <laughs> As you enter this area, you can see that the hallway turns to the south and leads into what appears to be a huge auditorium. Uh, I assume wide... looking like the one from the image. Yes. Wide stairs descend down into the center uh, through several tiers. As you can see, the different rings of the out of the room and then the two like rows of seats, each is five feet below the last one. And the ceiling reaches up 30 feet above even the highest level here. So 45 feet above the base of the room. The chairs have been pulled out from their positions and arranged in odd fashions, forming circles just scattered throughout the room. Uh, the wooden walls and the floor are just gouged with more circular wounds. This room is utterly and completely covered with circles. Some standing individually and others linked together in massive combinations and as you walk to the room where you can barely see on the ceiling above you at the edge of your torchlight multicolored painted circles inscribed hastily almost fanatically around a five foot wide hole near the center of the ceiling hmm 
not concerning at all. No, not even in the slightest. I, you know, we have a lot of food. Staying here is not too bad. As, as we go in this room, we're certainly going to die, right? I mean, well, odds death on. is inevitab inevitability one way or another, so why yeah, not not die no in here? To hasten it. Do you I mean, care to I... wait and starve down here? I'd rather I, not starve. I mean, we tried not... to leave you back in the room multiple times. You refused to do so. So yeah, this was clearly a mistake. I see now. I mean, we told you. You were right. I'll say it. You were right. It occurred to me. Um, there may not have been a ghost. I am not sure. Remember, it was the uh, red thing that told us. The lizard. Yes, he might have touched the door. Uh, and not having the keys, he could not continue further and believed that the ghost was stopping him. Which was Red the vision that I saw. Magician, you're just full of slurs today. What am I slurring? I don't know what his race is called. Maybe not. Cabold. Call him a, uh, a normal like parlor. I don't think peasant. he's here to care. We have a bigger problem right now. That's that this room is horrifying, frankly. It is, but there may not be ghost. We might be looking for something else. And there's supposed to be an exit, so... That too. Maybe we should take a look around, perceive and such. Um, okay. We'll start going around on the edges. And as he uh, heads in, you can see uh, with a 23 perception, you can see that that five-foot hole... Stop moving for a second. The five-foot hole up in the ceiling extends upwards at least another five feet up after that. And it looks like it opens into some sort of crevice or attic. But there's no really obvious way to get up there. Now, as you look at that, and the party starts to fan around the room a little bit, you hear a voice, loud and echoing throughout the room, in a way that makes it nearly impossible to determine where it's coming from. Trespassers! You tread upon the will of the circles! You have interrupted Galarian's most important research! Why have you come? The voice just rings through the room. We've been trapped here. Last time I heard a voice booming out talking about trespassing and just being overall demanding of us. It was a weird little gremlin thing. We come from Vicar. He gave us his blessing. That gremlin! Sends you into the domain of the Hierophant of the Ark. The Archduke of Tangencies. The beginning and the end. The eternal cycle. Dagio the Great. So you're a rat. 
you who have trespassed in this domain. I am judge, jury, and executioner, and I condemn thee to death. Rise, followers. And you hear a horrendous scratching and scraping that seems to be coming from beneath the floor. Why don't you guys go ahead and roll me some of this hot initiative here. And as you watch, hundreds, possibly thousands of rats pour out from underneath cracks and crevices below the raised seats, forming into two massive swarms on opposite ends of the floor of the room. Gotta roll several initiatives, so. <laughs> and freaking Amistos. Alright, Dara. You're up first. Me. Um, I'll put one hand up and my arm that's holding the crossbow will hold down so the crossbow is not like at the ready. Please. There must be some way that we could appease you. We are not here to disturb you or stop anything. We are just trying to get people to safety. And I will actually wait. Uh, this rat swarm surges forth onto Nell and Baylor as the voice reporters bite. Have no fear! Your deaths and your bodies will provide the infinite research of the circle. It will unlock the ancient secrets of the infinite passage. And the rats swarm over Baylor and Nell, biting just frantically all over and scrambling up into your armor. Uh, each of you takes four damage and make me fortitude saves against disease. Don't worry about it. Amistos is going to, he can't five foot step because of the sledge, he's going to back up a bit as the uh, light from his lantern recedes. Like, rats! What are we supposed to do against a million rats? Uh, not yet, no. What? I'm just saying, not yet, don't go yet. Because he's the point of. 
Yeah, I'm a plus one. So pretty much anyone yeah. beats me. Yeah. Uh, this is my real 20 on freezes. I can take this turn. There we go. Alright, so you, uh... You see a bolt of magic shoot forth from the southern end of the room and jet out of the darkness and towards Nell. And this bolt collides with you and splashes in like a strange burning green blast. And you take... Three damage. Three acid damage. And you hear he's skittering along the far wall. Now. I'm going to ep out. You would know that uh, rats are large enough you can attack them with a regular weapon. They just take half. It's not like a mosquito swarm. You can just swing an axe at a rat swarm. You just do half damage. Well, I have a better idea. I think you probably do. I was just saying you can. Because you would all just know that I'm gonna, mechanics. And I'm going to throw a uh, alchemist fire at the other swarm. Because I don't want to hit myself or Baylord. Okay, we got touch attack. Uh, with a 17, the alchemist fire lands directly in the center of the far rat swarm. D6 damage. Uh, so five, and then half again is not bad. As they're up with a splash of fire, you burn away a huge swath of the rats, but what's left of the mass immediately reconvenes and just swarms around, uh, reforming the pack, so that there's hardly any noticeable loss. But behind and around them are a large variety of burned and disintegrated rat corpses. Baylor. Can Alchemist Fire do something, aside from just hit you? It sets them on fire, but some can't be set on fire. Fair. They just did take a ton of extra damage from it, though. Move over here. Let's move around towards the eastern edge of the room. Can swarms bleed? Don't believe so, but I can double check real quick. I don't I think, think they can take single target. Yeah, I don't think they can take pretty much any of those kind of effects. I don't think they can. Uh, I, I, I didn't think so, but they can't bleed or catch fire or any of that. Rat swarms might be different because you can hit them with like normal weapons and stuff, but I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, you can't do anything like that to them. Well, because it only the ones that it hits are the ones that died to it. Yeah. The rest of them are bleeding. 
Well, I'm going to shoot a spear at the one he hit. Alright. With a uh, 26, the spear splashes into what remains of the pile of rats on the ground. And does uh, 9 damage, does that do full to swarms, or you get in half? It's just like I'm throwing a spear, so it's okay. half. So, half, so you 4 damage to swarm. Like, we need to find the, the guy. The swarm here is going to surge out of the fire and just rush up towards Nell. And Nell is going to take another three damage as the rats swarm over him. Inori. Okay. far is it from here? No, uh, it's far. <clears throat> it's pretty big room. Uh, it's a standard to throw the uh, vial, right? Yeah, it's a move action to pull it out. But you can pull Shit. it out as you're running because you have a bab of one, so you're good. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, can I throw it and then make the move? So I'm not throwing it from as far away? Uh, if you... Do that would be the move action to draw on a standard to throw, and you can only five foot step. But if you're moving, you can draw it as you move for free. So you have to move and then throw it if you're gonna. Okay, you but I have to I have to throw it from this range though. Yeah, Not I was gonna just take a minus two because it's in the second range increment. So I'm pretty sure throwing weapons are twenty. I think alchemist fire specifically is twenty. Yeah, so you take you still have minus two to your attack roll. So you're chucking it down to the middle of the room. Okay. But I'll give you a plus one because you're 15 feet up above him and you're throwing it down into the center, so I'll make it just a minus one. That'll work. I'll do that. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so with a 13, where are you? Th what are you throwing? Which one are you throwing it at? That the one. The top one, yeah. Uh, roll me a d8. Cause just roll a d8. Cause it's gonna scatter. This is one. That's perfect. Okay, so it scatters upward and splashes here. So it only hits the one swarm. But it still lands near the swarm. And although you don't land it directly uh, into the pile of rats. A lot of what splashes over still singes off a chunk of the rats and just burns them out of the group. Dara. Ah, uh, poop. Um, I'm gonna go... The bottom rat swarm is pretty damaged. The top rat swarm is mostly fine. You haven't seen Dagio yet. Yeah, I'm not... I'm just gonna move. I'm not gonna fire as, uh... Shooting one bolt into a mess probably won't help, and I'm getting limited on bolts. So I'll just stand here. Alright, this rat storm is going to surge out around and up onto Baylor. 
Baylor, you are going to take four damage and make another fortitude save. I'm just spooky because there's just no hair roll. You just take damage. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that they can't stack on each other. Or can they? I don't actually mechanically know if they can, but I'm not having them do it. Oh, the hard 20. You're fine on the disease. The Mistos is just, again, gonna just slowly shy away from the pack of rats here. And as... Doggio goes... Nell, you take an additional six damage from the acid burning on your skin uh, from the bolt that had hit you before. It continues to chew away at you and burn, but at this point it seems like it's mostly burned through. It singed and burned away a chunk of the top of your breastplate and done massive damage to your body as well. You're just shy of having bone exposed, and Nell is just shy of being dead. And Inori... You see this rat skitter up along the side of the wall here. 10 feet from the ceiling, 20 feet above the ground, clinging to the wall as he goes, just speeding along the crumbling stone. And as he gets around and he sees you, he pulls one hand off the wall and uh, casts a spell at you. Oh, that sucks. And a bolt of purple force energy comes slowly out of his hand and then rockets and slams into you doing three damage and a second bolt rises up and slams into you doing four more damage no i'm gonna step out of the swarm and i'm gonna chug a potion not a bad call You get seven health back for the potion. That's a good time to high roll a Carolina Wind's potion. That was was just a little bit spooky. You can only five foot. Because you can draw a weapon as you're moving, but if you want to draw that into your bag, it's a move action. So it's five foot move action, standard action to pull and drink it. Oh, fair. Baylor. Gonna run over here. You run across the floor away from the (laughs) hordes of rats that are swarming you and uh, leaving them back in the dark and leaving Dara as well, sheltered up in the dark on the edges. But towards Nagio. Say, we need to get rid of this one and I'm gonna cast a spell. Ear piercing scream. Ear piercing scream. So, he takes the one regardless as you screech at him. And it is a fortitude save. And he recoils back against the wall a bit and clings on with his uh, his other hand that he just had cast the magic missile out of. And it shies back and then turns and looks at you, but doesn't seem otherwise affected. This swarm is just going to continue nibbling it now. It's just going for it. And this is the chunked you, one, right? This is the chunked one. It's almost that one. You take four more damage. Inori. 
So how high is the rat off the ground? 20 feet. Oh, that sucks. The walls here are ancient, crumbled stone. Uh, even for you to climb it don't look like it'd be terribly difficult. But for a rat, it's as easy for him as walking on... It's almost as easy for him as walking on the ground. So he is just running along the wall 20 feet off the ground, just throwing spells down at you. Let's see how good this fucker can do when he's blind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast Flare at him. Okay. You know, Flare's not blind, right? It's just, like, literally a minus one to his attack rolls. No, it's... Uh, it's dazzled, is what it does. There's not one, a catch of the blinds people, I promise for you. For one minute, he's dazzled for one yeah. minute. Oh, that's that a save at all? Uh, yeah, like, it's a catch of it's not, it's not good, but, I mean, you can cast it. Now you made me not like it. <laughs> I mean, if he cast acid, like... Of the two spells he's cast, one of them has a hit roll. So, Acid Arrow, if he misses by one, you're going to feel real cool. But no, Flares... I mean, it's better than doing nothing if you can't reach him or do anything, but it's not great. Alright, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. Fuck it. Alright, Flare. Make another fortitude save. And you uh, cast a spell, and a quick flare of light flashes uh, around Dagio's eyes, trying to blind him. And he pulls his head back and closes his eyes, and as it passes in an instant, he shakes his head and uh, turns back to Baylor. And you retreat further up to the northern end of the room. Dara. Though you Can are I... in darkness, he is not in darkness. Yeah. Can I move to here? Yeah. Effectively. Okay. Yeah. You can just move. The five foots are like their steps. It's not big enough to be like an acrobatic strike or anything. Unless you're, it would stop you from running or charging, but it won't stop you from moving normally. And then, uh, crossbow shoots, uh, pretty far? Very far. The range increment's like 150 or 200. It's really far. Might be 80, but it's more than 55. You can definitely shoot it from across the room. So you run up closer down to the lower level. Stop and raise uh, Dignity's barb and take a shot at Dagio, throwing it from the walls. Nineteen's a crit threat. Let's go. Kill this fucking rat. Bang. Oh, oh yes. That's a crit. Confirm. Oh, uh, let's go. The first one of them one higher. Oh, it's an eight on the damage. Oh, goodness. I Give it to him. 11 damage as the crossbow bolt slams into Dagio. That's a pretty good shot. Uh, so this crossbow Ooh, bolt lodges itself directly into Dagio's neck, wedging itself under the massive ornate gold and ruby collar he has on. And he like, yelps like a puppy as he slides back against the wall and scrabbles a bit, almost losing his grip, uh, but stays where he is. Just now his blood running down the crumbled stone below him. This swarm is going to follow Baylor. There's nobody else he can really effectively reach. Baylor, you take another two damage and give me another fourth save. 11 damage 
level two crossbow bolt shot from 55 yards. That's the thing that he's part of legend right there. Let's go. Uh, well, I can stop making those now. Yeah, but you can also just go ahead and stop. <laughs> uh, Doggio is going to turn back towards Dara. And raise one paw off of the wall and it can't dispel and shoot a similar bubbling green mass of thick liquid towards you. Hello. And as this arrow slams into you, karma giveth and karma taketh away. As the bolt hits you directly in the face as you lower your crossbow for the last hit, dealing 16 damage to you and burning Holy motion of skin off of your face. Did he respond with a crit of his own? He did. No. I'm tired of these rats, but there's not a whole lot I can do about it when I'm this hurt. Well, that one in front of you is pretty injured. Yeah. And you can swing it. It's a fairly small pile of rats. Well, I think to be safe. Hmm. I'll just hit it. Alright, you gotta stand the swarm, stand your ground, and swing on it. 20 hits it. And 8 damage. As you back up and hold your ground, you raise your axe high and slam it down on the biggest pile of rats approaching you. Slam it down again and sweep it across the ground, batting back the swarm as best as you can. And it scatters. All Baylor. right. I'm going to move towards Baylor before my turn ends. Okay. How far up these stairs can I get? Uh, moving up them doesn't take extra movement because they're stairs. You just can't run or charge up them. All right. It's just you are every tier is up five more feet. You run up the staircase, very injured. As you look around the room, Nell is nearly dead. Bellor is nearly dead. Dara is missing, like, just clutching his face with one hand as he tries to line up another shot. And Nori's back in the corner, pretty wounded. It looks grim. What are you going for, Bellor? Splintered spear. Uh, 19. It connects. You blast the spear up into the body of Dagio clinging from the wall. Oh, yeah. And with the max damage, the spear hits him for 12. And... 
this time, he loses his grip and falls off the wall down onto the floor. Uh, with the splinters of wood blasted through his body and the bolt still lodged under his collar, he lands prone on the ground and quickly tries to scurry to right himself. He is bleeding for one also. Okay. Oh, that swarm is dead. Inori. Uh, I want to... Um, can I double move to this guy? To right... You can, yeah. You have to double move up to him. You can't charge because of the uh, yeah. elevation change. If I'm thinking that if I'm standing here over him, if he tries to stand up, it would provoke, right? It will provoke, yes. Okay, that's the idea. Dara. All right. Um, barely hmm. able to see and barely even conscious. You see Doggy fall off the wall down to Bellars and already charges forward towards him. I'm going to shoot him again. I'm going to go with... Uh... Oh, and so he's got actually a plus four against you. Oh, prone? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Prone gives you a like bonus that. against range attacks. Yep. All right, then, yeah, I won't do rapid shot. I'll just uh, attack in regular style, see if we can get him. Let's go. Damn. 15 is not able to hit Doggy allies on the ground, unfortunately. And this rat swarm, still mostly full, is going to throw itself at Nell. As you see Nell just barely stagger around and turn to face this new one, the swarm surges over him and takes him down to the ground where it just blends on top of him. Dagio, laying here on the ground, looks up and sees Anoya run toward him. And he reaches up towards the bolt in his neck. And you see he has another, it looks like a second crossbow bolt lodged under there. A small black rod. He pulls it out and swings it towards you as electricity crackles out of the end. Uh, but in his prone state, you spin as he swings at you, and the wand misses, and the electricity just cracks in, uh, into the floor as the oh, wand slams down. God. He doesn't stand up. Now, just roll a d20. It is one success. Baylor. I'm gonna shoot a splintered spear at the swarm down there. Uh, you turn from the uh, from Dagio, reeling and just desperately swinging with his wand to try and blast the rats off of Nellis. He's just getting completely swarmed. Do I get a high ground bonus? I'll give you plus one, yeah. If I'm down the floor from the edge, you get plus one. Alright. 
17 hits. And with nine damage, you see some of the uh, rats just get blasted away as shredded chunks of rat meat spray across the floor, but the swarm just condenses down a bit over Nell's body. Inori. As a doggio laying there, just... You ever, you ever seen a like a dog or a rat fall over and try to get up and they just kind of like wiggle their whole lower half around in a circle trying to right themselves? Injured as he is, Dagio is just trying to spin up and just swinging this wand at you as uh, electricity surges through it. And he hisses out, You may slay me here, but I cannot die! The circle is unending! And after she, you know, dodges the lightning, here we go. I'm going to try to kill him on the ground. <laughs> Got four less save six. He's prone. Oh, jeez. It's not enough, though. As he wiggles, uh, trying to keep herself back from this wand, you can't muster a good strike. And the red is still fairly nimble. And you bring your sword down and see the same field of blue energy from the shield spell you'd cast yourself. Deflect your blade off to the side. Dara. Alright, we going again. One eye open. See if we can get him. With that 23, you land another crossbow <sighs> bolt into yes. the radio. Only <laughs> that damage. And with a four... What do you do? Yeah. As no one can see me. All you hear is... Comes out of the darkness. Roar from the darkness in pain and blowing the stupid little rat away. As your second crossbow bolt thuds in Adagio, the wand drops out of his hand. The electricity ceases and his body shudders and twitches one more time before it just lays flat down on the ground. This fight is not yet over. The rats are still swarming over Nell. That's one failure as the horde tears away at him. I'll make another d20 roll. It's two successes. Baylor. Can I pull out a scroll as I move? Uh, I'll give you that. I'll give, I'll give scrolls and like alchemical throwing items. I think as you can draw something that's not from your bag as you move. Is your scroll in your bag? Do you have like a way to draw scrolls? I do not have an explicit way to draw scrolls. If it's in your bag, you can't draw while you move because it takes it to move action to dig through your bag and find it. If you had like a handy hammer, so I could give it to you. Yeah, I don't. Guess I'm continuing to just blast at the rats then. Blast at the rats. It's working. It's half effective because it's a swarm, but it is working. At the 11, though, that one just kind of shatters across, killing a handful of them, but no meaningful number. Nori. Well, I'm gonna move afterwards. Oh, you can move too, yeah. But, uh, Minori, what's up? 
I'm gonna go try to get him out of the rats. He moved down past Baylor, hoping to be able to dig Nell out of the rat pile. I'm going to grip my sword with two hands and attempt to chop away at these fucking raps, power style. Alright, give it the swing. God damn it. I think the uh, dice are telling us something. Swing your best. But nothing. You can't make a meaningful dent in him with the sword without threatening Nell. Dara. Um. Come hot hand. <laughs> I'll step this way and uh, I will just shoot one in because he's being hurt and uh, I need to take that down to 18 now. Yeah. Alright, I'll shoot one into this uh, pile. If I. Why can't I? Yeah. That is. Actually, sorry, I didn't check the range. Yeah, cool. One blank. Let's go. Bang. Oh. 17 hits. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Damage, though. Hey, at least high damage. Uh, yeah, seven, so three. The swarm, injured and threatened, abandons their meal here, leaving Nell to whatever fate the dice will give him, and surges out onto the two that are moving down uh. to the back now. Baylor, you take four, and Nori, you take six. As it rushes over Baylor, Baylor is staggered. And the Nori is just barely staying, making a fortitude save the disease, too. Jesus Christ, the Almighty of Latter day Saints. Mistos It's gonna five foot step into the room Pull a dagger out from his side Out from under his coat and just throw it down towards the rat swarm <laughs> uh, He hits and it clears a rat off but the best he can do is not terribly helpful here. And he uh, yells out, Come on! You, you can't all die yet! We have to get out first! Did you get me out first? Now, only 20. If you roll a 1, you die. That's better. <laughs> oh, God. That was scary. That, that was terrifying. Oh. You are stable. Even being a 2 would have been bad. Baylor, you're staggered, but not unconscious yet. Uh, 
Can I five foot below Inori? You cannot. Uh... No, that one's down on the ground. I still have my full movement speed at Saggard. Yeah, you just only get one move or one standard, but you do yeah. have your full movement speed. I, I get it mixed up with slow a lot. Yeah. Slow is awful. I'll limp up the stairs and go past his body. <laughs> so you try to stagger up the stairs and pass Dagio, just trying to put distance between the two of you and Nori. The swarm is greatly diminished. There's not many left. Five foot step out. If there's uh, a time for a hero swing, this might yeah. be it. Um, all right. <sighs> okay, I need to check something here. I don't, um... I don't lose anything on an attack roll if I spell strike, right? You lose two because it's dual wielding. Well, I mean the the one where I touch the sword and put a spell. Yeah, that's spell combat. Oh. Just spell striking. There's no penalty. Uh, I get those two confused. I thought yeah, because they're, they're really similar. Well, well, like typically you're doing both is the thing. Yeah, you're alternating between the two. Well, you're using both at once, usually, but you can just yeah, spell make... strike is you're casting a spell into your sword, and if you hit, you get an extra swing. You you swing once, and then you swing again, and if you hit, you do the swing and the damage. Spell combat is you swing and you cast a spell, and you take a minus two because it's the same as dual building. It's... But you get an you get an extra sword whack if you spell strike. Yeah. It just the second swing has the spell loaded into it. Okay, but they're both um, at a minus two. Both versions. Spell strike doesn't have a penalty, I don't believe. I'm gonna defer you to Manjot because I don't know Magic that well. No. I'm pretty sure no. it's full. Spell strike is just you cast the we the spell into the weapon and you make the one attack only. Oh, you don't get an extra attack. Oh, okay, it's no, you spell you cast combat spell. gives you yeah, an extra yeah, yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. You cast a spell into your sword, you make one attack. If you hit with the attack, you hit with the attack and the spell. That's what it is. I don't know Magic for shit. That's okay. That's what I was getting. All right, so I want to spell strike, uh, sh shocking grasp. So as you cast the lightning into your sword and raise it to try and end this swarm here, the lightning surges up from your hand, and the sword flashes and erupts with a just a bolt up and down the blade. And you hear a voice in your head. Do you know how disappointed your dad would be if you died here to rats? Add one to your attack roll. Holy shit. You feel magic surge through your sword. Not just lightning you'd put in it, but something different. How do you roll a hard one? Roll it again. Oh, Roll it oh, fucking again. I'm not accepting this. If it had been anything but a hard one. Roll that shit again. Stop sucking. Roll a real d20. 
I couldn't see that. I'm being throttled by uh No, no, see that happened. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm being it was so funny. I, can't, I can't see what's happening, guys. My, I'm lagging. Did he roll yet? I'm lagging so bad. I I, I didn't see a roll yet. I, 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 I honestly think the bad. thing's fucked up. I swear to god, like my screen just went black and there's nothing on my uh, that's because your token just disappeared. Yeah, what the fuck? I am actually being throttled like shit by Spectrum. I have dropped 20,000 frames in this fight. This is great. This is like when I rolled a 400 or whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't see a roll yet, though. Your token disappeared. Weird. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening. This is, this is super weird. Oh, man, look. It never it hasn't rolled yet. And with this swarm at a 13, because swarm ACs are super low, you land the sword down, and you roll sword damage, and plus one extra damage from the Black Blade and also the Shocking Grasp. I don't see a one or a two. The chat log just says you rolled a 13. <laughs> I don't know why it was time when I'm rolling a one or a two. It was that, and then the uh, and the shocking grasp. <laughs> oh, you rolled a thirty on a d twenty. How'd you do that? Weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Empowered d twenty. I'm being so fucking throttled right now. This is ridiculous. Someone else is about to be throttled after this. Yeah, I'm about to fucking. I don't know. So with eight, half what? is four, right, which is exactly the whole what this. You had to not roll a one in the shocking grass because you weren't getting anywhere fucking previous after that. You needed a two. You got the two. Shocking grasp yeah. is d6 per level, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 2d6. 2d6, even well, It's definitely dead. Yeah, I forgot. I was thinking d6 also for some reason. I was thinking d6 because Doggy is doing it from a wand, so it's just d6. So you hit, <laughs> and the electricity discharges through the ground. It surges through the swarm. Killing most of the rest of the rats. And the small handful, the couple that are left, slowly scatter and then bolt back under the various archways. Under the stairs. And with that, dramatically injured, but all technically still alive the room falls silent and Amistos looks across the party he's like wait is it over did we do it I think so for those of you watching at home Nell's unconscious, stable at zero. Baylor, Inori, and Dara all have one HP. I have zero. Oh, you have zero, right? You're staggered. Inori and Dara each have a single hit point. Nell and Baylor have zero. Inori and Dara have one. I had a face once. And I Dara did my job. Have... Our party has really a total of two HP between the four of us. Yeah, that's you have, you have four people with a net total of two hit points. Let's go. Uh, Mistos is fine. 
He's not a fighting. He doesn't member. count. He's he's actually just a lamp that moves. So, just so I know for future reference, when I make the three saves and I go stable, does somebody have to wake me up? Yeah, you're still. That's just unconscious. That's regular Pathfinder unconscious. Oh, look, it's spider books. Okay. That's the uh, yeah. That's the same thing that it always is. There's there's nothing changed after you stabilize, other than the fact yeah, that you weird. are at zero, so that. You don't have to worry about it. You were at, at negative one anyway, but you're at zero instead of negative a billion, so if you get a Cure Light Wins potion, it'll be okay. It'll bring you to at least conscious. So, okay. 20,000 drop frames later, I literally cannot express how much I hate Spectrum. There are not words that exist to describe...